Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday Monday Morning Podcast, and I'm just checking in on you to see how your week's going, you know? Um, and obviously, you're watching this, which means I have a special guest, which we do from time to time. Um, this guy's been doing it. I don't know how long you've been doing it, but in my world, this guy, this guy's one of the up-and-coming kids here. Going to come up and grab the brass ring. I did, uh, I did the ringers with him. On Comedy Central, right? Is that what that came out? Was it on the Food Network? I can't remember. And he's got a great new special out uh, called Progression. Please welcome the one and only Gavin Matz wow. to the program. Yes. Thank you for having me, Bill. You're welcome. Yes. 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 Ten years. Ten years. Ten years you've been doing it? Ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that Wait, long, stupid you know? phone buzzing. I was supposed to have it on quiet. Oh, uh, it's fine. It's fine. It's just Make years. it a noise. All right. Before we get started, I'm a huge fan of yours. Thank you, Bill. Your style... Oh, You're completely you. like, you know, like I was saying before, there's enough screaming idiots out there like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I like to think I'm one of the better screaming idiots. No, you're that good. doesn't know how to write a joke. You're a good screaming idiot. I am a good screaming yeah, idiot. But you... are the screaming yeah. idiot now. <laughs> there used to be a lot of screaming idiots, and now, <laughs> you know, you're the one guy. I like it. It's I kinda, like it. Well, you know... You don't you, see a lot of people scream anymore. Yeah. You got to go with your strengths. I knew I was an idiot. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. what if I turned it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're from an angry, angrier time. Now everybody is more sad, I feel like. Is that what it is? Yeah, you know what I mean? It's more like, uh, it's not as angry anymore. All right, well, explain, explain, explain your generation to an old guy like me. Well, you know, you think about like Hicks and stuff. He's like an angry guy. He's like mad at uh, America. And now people are just kind of <laughs> sad about it. There's not a lot you can do anymore. So people are just sad I just about like it. how you reduce Bill Hicks to he's mad at America. But I understand that because it's like as time goes on, you know, pe just everything. It's like people going back like there's so many people now that just love trashing the Beatles, saying they weren't that good of a band. Sure. I do think Hicks was good, but I've been, yeah, wa yeah. I've been watching. I've been on a Hicks kick. I know. I watch him and then yeah. I, I feel bad for him just going like, you know, like when you watch him like snap and everything because we've all done that. Yeah. And you start thinking like, you know, there's other options. Sure. But what's rare with his, I feel like, because he has like a lot of weird sets that are just like, you know, like an Indianapolis, like there's like a 40 minute set. There's like a punchline. It's like an hour and 20. But it's uh -huh. like, I'm like, how often were people like recording sets even? You know, it's rare to have just like a club set from someone yeah. where it's like now you kind of got to people show up with their own camera and tripod. It's embarrassing. Oh, I know. It's because I, I almost feel like the stand up special is going away because it feels like you gotta uh it's all about clips now and and younger people are just used to like instagram you know and, and yeah it's really sad i mean i had a joke that i liked that someone commented like oh it took too long to get to the joke but i'm like yeah. the clip was like 50 seconds i would say don't listen to that i i know but you know, you know what those people you know, are I'm reading it i'm reading it and then you also like had reposted so then i know the notifications are going to you and i'm probably you don't look at it but then i'm also getting it and then it's just like a guy on there calling me gay and then you're like this guy's calling this guy reposted yeah but i, I i'm always going to side with the comic because of pe course. people do that well, I go to, to me, one of the all the time, all the time, <laughs> yeah, yeah. all kinds of shit. Like, uh, and it's also all over the map. Yeah. Um, well, people are know. insane, and then you know you can just go to somebody's page and see what they're going through. And there's one guy who's being kind of mean to me. I go to his page, the links to his Facebook because he got a private page, and then I see on Facebook he was looking for a room to live in Albany. So I was like, oh, he's just going through something. <laughs> 
he can't find no, a you room. You know what it is? Is back in the day. Yeah. Back in the day when there was just like three channels, or even like in, if there was just basic cable, like we all were sort of experiencing the same media reality. Mm-hmm. But now the reins are completely taken off. There's so too much it's stuff. like, yeah. So it's like you and I on our phones are living in two completely different countries or oh. realities. Oh, my bubble is insane that I live in. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm into bubbles. What's your bubble? My, my bubble is just kind of just like, I don't know, bad stuff happening around the world, just feeding me that. Oh, you get it. Uh, yeah, I get that. I went that. to that period. <laughs> you got so that you period? loving the Gaza Strip, huh? There's plenty of bad stuff going on there. Oh, I mean, I'm not, but I don't I don't want to see it. You know, I want to live outside of that. I want to live. I want to live in like... Like when Gaza a, Strip started happening, did you get excited like Netflix dropped a new series yeah, or something? No, like, I just... Oh, more tragedy. I would like to live in like a kind of a, you know, a propaganda that's good. You know, oh, like, okay. like the like the fifties, but I I'm not I'm not able to, so I get I get everything. Well, fifties was weird. Where on TV, if you look at it, as a white person, uh huh. I mean, it was amazing. It was, sure, those guys like Hugh Beaumont on, on Leave It to Beaver coming home in that fucking company car. Uh huh. It's got Barbara Bill- Billingsley, right? Oh yeah. The middle her. class was strong. Yeah. It came now with like an Oldsmobile. Now you know, maybe a Buick. Oh, he's moving uh, up, oh. right? Then you get up to like the my cabin. granny. My granny had a Buick. All right, but also what was going on is you had like the Cold War. Mm hmm. You had. Uh, you well, you know, still have that. Okay. Again, don't is, you think? Is that still go? I don't know. I don't pay. I just. I can't. Like, I mean, you have kids, you know? No. You have it's a family. It's not that. It's not my excuse. Okay. I just can't handle watching them separating us and mm-hmm. people allowing it. Yeah. Like just watching everything get politicized from viruses to electric cars to states uh-huh. to cities. To the kind of shoes you wear, and it's just like this. All we're doing. Spotify wraps. What is that? <laughs> so that's this is just. It's a good marketing tool by Spotify that, at the end of the year, you get your favorite songs. Right. You, you get your favorite songs. Your favorite. How many hours you listened, and then oh, people. That's nice. And then people post it. Oh yeah. But then you're seeing people you don't like who and possibly then they get listen. Half to... a cent to the artist. Oh yeah, the half a cent to the artist. <laughs> they fire all their workers after uh, they've made you know profit revenue. Right. Is like, yeah. So that's kind of kind of what that is. And then you are like, oh well, they like this artist that I like. So now I don't know if I can like them because this person likes them. So even individuals, you know. What generation are you from? I'm 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 1994. So I technically uh, millennial. You know, right, I'm one so of those millennials. Right. Yeah, no, that we raised. Yeah. And then we blame you guys for the way we raised them. Yeah, and then you also say that we suck. Yeah, I, I'm which not. I didn't do nothing. Yeah, no, you didn't. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with you guys. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not. I'm trying to bring the generations together. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm the guy who's saying when they put these mandatory kill switches on cars, uh-huh. that all we have to do as a people is just walk to work for about six days, mm-hmm. and the oil companies would lose so much fucking money, they'd go take those kill switches out of the car, and then, like, you know... And the politicians wouldn't get the kickback money. And then what they would have to be is just be like, okay, you know, the people have spoken. But they would still say. <laughs> but you know what's going to happen. They would then. say, for now. Yeah. For now. That's like when they, they want to have that RoboCop in San Francisco. Oh, they, the we people, got one in New York now. Yeah, people are like, you're not fucking doing that. And they're like, no, we are. And they said, no, you're not. And then they say, okay, we're not for now. So it's like, so we really don't have a say. Yeah, it's just a grace period of maybe, uh, oh, we'll wait a couple months. That was like in New York when they put the video screens in the back of the cabs. People were like, get these things the fuck out of here. And people would vandalize them and shit. Yeah. And they took them out. 
And then a few years later, they came back and they were even bigger. <laughs> but I think by then people were. But used don't you want to play games? Video games and stuff. And no, like in the car ride, they they have like the they'll be like they'll have like a a multiple choice quiz for you while you're taking the cab twenty blocks. Oh no! Just to distract you. Yeah, no, I'm not. Into, I'm into. Uh, I'm into just trying to be by myself and be quiet and just settling it all down because I'm a fucking lunatic. So I can't watch. You know, I watch those news channels. And I start thinking, I know what's going on. And I start thinking, I have a solution. And then I'm another guy. Well, I'm going, yeah, oh, you yeah. Know, you know what yeah, they're going to yeah. do? And you I do, yeah, yeah. Then you do the solution. Oh, yeah. You're like, we got to put the kill switches in the car. Yeah. But old then school, what that does. fans of my podcast remember those years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it didn't take much to bring up the Federal Reserve. And then I was off on that thing. So and where are you going to blow it up? No. Jesus Christ, you're trying to get me on a watch list? No, I, I don't know what, I don't know what, it was like the typical guy go, it's just federal, it's federal express. And then like I had, I had no solution. Yeah, of course. My solution is that, is, I said I had no solution. Here's, my, here's what, it's not me. I'm not involved. All right, fucking relax. The president, okay, he just sends like 50 army guys down there and he walks into all those pencil pushers and he goes, yeah, this is over. Mm -hmm. You don't print the money anymore. We don't owe you shit. And that's a guy who's going to get something done. Yeah, just the be, president. Yeah, I know. I know, <laughs> I know people believe that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It used to be so good. You used to you used to think they could do something. Yeah, no, they used to promise you stuff too. No. Remember a guy that? making 200, 300 grand a year is not going to be able to change America. <laughs> no, no, no. It's too little money. <laughs> it is. You got to have makes, way more money. He makes less money than influencers, and I'm supposed to sit here and believe. Because You're of selling the color liquid of death. his tie and his speeches that he's going to go in there. We got to get Biden some liquid death. Oh, Biden. Jesus. We need to get Biden a home. He needs to be in a fucking home. What we really need is we need two young people running for presidents that are going to have to live with their decisions. Sure. I'm always saying there should be a cap. Yeah. Always. There should be, there should be a cap. says that. Yeah. He does. I mean, okay. a lot of people, I think, should say there's a cap of like maybe 60. Because people, yeah, yeah. people work a regular job. They, they want to be done at 60. Listen, I'm 55. I would put it around 58. 58? Because I, yeah, I feel the wheels coming off. Those last two years are always the... Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling I'm going a little... Uh... Yeah, yeah. I mean, the White House, the problem is they're going to get those... For him, he's so old, and if he wins again, they're going to have to get those... You know those seats where they put the chair... They go up the chair real slow, like an escalator? I think... Because I think, I'm like, he's got to be done he, on stairs. I think he steps down if he's able to or falls off a chair. Oh, he steps down <laughs> from the presidency. Off, falls down <laughs> from the presidency. And then you got to go with uh, whoever the vice president is. What's her name of there? Oh, Kamala. Kamala. Yeah. Which I haven't heard a word from her since she no. said, we did it, Joe. She's always out in Santa Monica. Oh, cool. I don't, I don't go out there. No, or, or, or Malibu. One of those. Yeah, I fly and there's always a TFR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's always out there. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Her quote, her quote forever now is they keep reusing it as the we did it, Joe. Like that's her quote in the history books. We did Remember what? when when he got elected, there was like they were filming her do a phone call with Joe Biden. Oh, oh, we and did. she was like, We did it, Joe. And was he like, Who are you? <laughs> I'm sure. He was like, Remind me your name again and how do I pronounce that? Yeah. Um, well, we've left your generation quite a mess. Yeah, I mean, I would say the the younger whatever is is more a mess. I'm like, I'm hoping that I get out of here. Really, it's December fifth. It's eighty five degrees out here right now. Yeah, I mean, November. Even in, I know it's L A, but it's not supposed to be like this. Sure. I mean, I've been in New York, and I, uh, you know, the past like five years, and it, it it hasn't snowed really the last two years, and I get worried. Yeah. 
you know. So then I, I try not to like, like this morning I was getting my kids ready for school. Yeah. And my wife goes, you might want to put our daughter in shorts because it's going to be 85 degrees. And it's just like this wave of depression went over me. I was just going, what are we going to do about this? <laughs> She's like, put them in shorts so they're not hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That so, gritting the teeth is, is never a good sign. Yeah, no. But I mean, I blame God for all of it. Of course. Because he's made all of us and he made all of these fucking idiots. And, uh, and he and gave me, people me, ideas. And loud idiots. Yeah. Um, you, interestingly enough, January 6th, yeah. which means a lot to people who pay attention to the news, which uh, you guys had to remind me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll be going back to the Capitol. You're going to be at the Union Hall in Brooklyn, yeah. New York. And you got to see you got to see this kid, man. I just love, I, I love your style. Um, you're a great joke writer. Thank you. And then also the confidence that you have to have to go at your pace at that volume. Yeah. I, I mean, was that hard for you in the beginning, following loud idiots like me? I mean, I mean, I mean, I came up in Vancouver and there was like a good club there that I kind of like, whatever this phrase is, my grip my teeth or whatever. Cut, I, teeth. cut my teeth. I cut my yeah. teeth there. And it was pretty nice. I mean, but doing this hour on the road, I was like, I felt like a comic in like the 90s because I did like from that like November. Uh, I did Boston, and then I sent that tape to uh, Jordy here at ATC, mm -hmm. and then they were like, okay, maybe we can do something, and I was like, okay, so I booked all these dates, didn't really hear it from my agent, and I booked like 56 cities. Who shot it, too? Uh, my friend Marcus Russell Price. Oh, I know him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he just took pictures uh, when I did a gig in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's a great, he's a great, he's got a great eye. He does. He we does. really had a, I, I, he executed that exactly how I wanted because I was like there's no well, other way it stands way. out it yeah. stands out it's a really cool looking special and, and it should look unique because of uh, your unique style so um, so wh who are you handicapping here for the uh, for the next uh, there's no is it gonna be these two idiots again yeah Dude, it's just be I mean, like I wrestling. Think... It should be like wrestling, and Trump's like fucking holding Biden down, and then fucking Hillary comes running in from behind the curtain, you know, like yeah, on yeah. Monday Night Raw. I, I have no. I How do we no get idea. out of this vortex? I mean, what is the other option? Is like DeSantis. Uh, is he the Florida guy? Yeah, but I think he's kind of like been bombing recently because I haven't heard much from him. And then there's Gavin Newsom, who I don't want to win because we share the same first name. Who's that guy? I He's know the that California name. guy. He's the California guy. Oh, the but you know, I'm I, you know I'm Canadian, so I'll just leave. Yeah, you always have but, that option. What are you gonna do though? Your country's messed up too. I know your country's sort of low key yeah, yeah, messed yeah. up. Like, cause I follow a few yeah people up there in Canada. Yeah, it's very much like me. It's very quiet, and you're like, what is this? What is gonna happen? I know, but there's something going on where people are saying that they're giving the country away, and blah, blah, uh, they're blah, always blah. giving the country away. They're oh. always trying to separate. Alberta wants to be its own thing. Quebec wants to be its own thing. They've committed you know horrible what atrocities. What they should do is you should let them secede from the union uh -huh. and then attack them. <laughs> <laughs> And, seems like you then, have a lot of similar you, solutions. And you occupy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, just, I, get, I get annoyed with little places acting like they can defend themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel that way about, you know, that Texas is always saying this? That they want to do that? That they want to also Can I tell you something about Texas? They don't know what they want to do. Yeah? Any more than I do. <laughs> like, no one's thought that through. 
Like, you know, my favorite thing is you should move to state. They have no state tax. It's like, really? Everybody's just working for free? Yeah. It's yeah. like buying a used car, right? Now, buying a car where well, you come in with your piece of shit, we'll go, we'll give you six grand for that car that's worth 500 bucks. You're like, really? And then they charge you nine grand for the rust proofing. They're going to they're gonna get you in sales tax, property tax. There's no fucking way <laughs> that you can live in, in, a, in, a, in a place with no state tax and they don't get it somewhere else. Like, how do, you, how do you pay for all the infrastructure? I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't trust Texas. I like Texans, but I don't trust Texas. Oh, I don't, I don't trust politicians. Yeah. Because they're all grossly underpaid so they can be bribed by people that have way yes. more money than Easily. anybody else. Yeah. Easily. So I mean, that guy was down when they were, it was, for some reason, yeah, I know it was that cold guy. there. I know that guy. That guy. I don't he, even he know. He went to Mexico. Mexico. He went to Mexico. He said it was Who? too cold. Who? What the the Ted Cruz or whatever? Remember there was like a there was Isn't like that a really cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they say he's the Zodiac killer. They say he's the Zodiac. Okay. That was like a that was like a Twitter thing, where people were being like, "Ted Cruz looks like the Zodiac drawing." Isn't that guy from like fifty years ago? The Zodiac? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were Ted Cruz. Yeah, yeah. Who's also, he's from Calgary. He's like almost Hitler's age. Like, people still think that guy's alive. It's like they're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. People think everybody's alive. Yeah. They can't accept... Hitler probably died of natural causes in like a swing set in Argentina. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. And everyone's like, oh, with Tupac or some corny thing to say. No, Tupac, like JFK, they have the death photos. Yeah, yeah. Those are brutal. Those are gone. They finally caught those guys, too. Yeah, they did. It, Which, seemed, it seemed pretty basic. It's yeah. like literally the guy he fought in the casino. Uh-huh. And it seems like, um, why were they working on this all that time? My favorite one was they thought Suge was involved. It's like, okay, I'm going to sit on the other side of him as you shoot at him from this side. Like, immediately I was like, yeah, no. Yeah. Didn't Suge also get shot? Like, why would he be involved? I, I'm sure. He's all, he was, I remember a video of him doing something crazy in a car like a couple of years ago but yeah, i think he drove he's in... over a guy he got freaked out he thought the guy was going to do something to him and he drove over him that's yeah that's always happened to me when i'm in a vehicle and i'm getting freaked out by a guy well then he played the game at a different level i mean literally your life was at stake mm-hmm. you know so i think he just played the game a little too long yeah different time uh you came up in like what the the 90s 70s and 80s and then the 90s my brain was fully formed so yeah. i have to take responsibility for everything from then on but yeah, as far yeah. as like uh what f- fucked me up was yeah the 70s and 80s yeah 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 and now here we are so you made it out i mean it's not like i was in prison but i mean i definitely i mean, I mean it seems like it was hard for a lot of people to make it out our next partner is AG1, the, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports the whole body health. So I'm always looking for life upgrades, which is why I've come to love and trust AG1. Why take a bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder and water once a day? AG1 was designed with ease in mind so you can live healthier and better without having to complicate your routine. AG1 replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and more in one simple drinkable tablet. It's a foundational nutri- it's a foundational nutrition supplement that delivers comprehensive nutrients to support the whole body health. Science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients. Every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins and minerals. You get it. It's healthy. Probiotics, whole food source, equity, high quality, gut and mood support, boosted energy. What more do you need? If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D 
and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash burr. That's drinkalphagulf1, ag1.com slash burr. Check it out. Well, here's the thing. Gen X people, I don't know why they keep this embarrassing. That's my generation, right? I'm on the, I'm on the, the metal, heavy metal side of Gen X. I, I never got into that grunge shit. Okay. Where like heavy metal was all about denying what happened to you as a child and just partying. And like screaming. Yeah. And just so acting. So you couldn't hear. Yeah. Just you, act like my act, right? You can't really, you can't really like go inwards when you're screaming so yeah. loud. Yeah. No, no. It's just Well, like, you're like a tool guy. Was I a tool guy? Uh, I had my, I've had my moments. I'm sort of a closet gearhead. I like watching people do shit, but I don't have the balls to take apart my own stuff. Right. I, meant I, the, I, I, I did mean the band, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You did mean the band? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's the, a band gear? No, tool. Oh, tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tool. Oh, yeah. Tool. But tool's one of those bands that like, I mean, they like like split my brain like when I'm listening to it because I'm trying to figure out like what's going on, <laughs> the time signature and all of the polyrhythm or whatever that Danny Carey's doing. And um, yeah, like so I can like... I need quiet it, music it, it, now. Well, it's going to take me my lifetime to get through their catalog because each song <laughs> is so fucking complex. You need like a two-week break. No, I, I, no, I get lost in it. And 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 I just I just the way they they put the whole puzzle together, mm -hmm. and then Maynard's voice and all of that. I mean, it's they're they're like a um, you know a, a next level band. And then also what fucked me was I was doing stand up when they came up, so I've always been trying to catch up with them. Like I'm always a couple albums behind, which feels like grades. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean this in a complimentary way. Like you don't just put on a Tool record and be like, oh yeah, that's catchy. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. and then when buying tapes and all of that shit went away, they weren't on anything that I was downloading from and I didn't want to steal from them. So like, then they put out like, I don't know, like three or four of the masterpieces. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to try to like, you know. Take it easy. Go back to yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, this shit to me is, is the same way. It's like, hey, you listen to this Zappa album. And the first time you're like, what the fuck is, I don't even know what's going on. I've never listened to Zappa. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Dude, DeRosa was always into them. And like, I was just going, dude, this just sounds like, I, I can't, I mean, I know they're great musicians. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, it yeah. took me like 20 years. And now I'm listening going like, oh man, this is fucking amazing. See, I don't mind just like a guy with a guitar. Yeah, I don't either. And, and that's it. You know what did get old <laughs> at first? It was, was was the guitar player and just a drummer. When yeah. the White Stripes came out, I was like, oh shit, this is fucking amazing. And then like 50 people did it after that. Now and I've seen bands in like New York. Sometimes I go see like some little shows, just some like newer bands mm -hmm. and no drummer, just bass and guitar. And they'll have like a, one of those, like not like a synth, but some kind of like keyboard beat maker type thing. I was going to say who's- And I kind of like that. Yeah, well, there you go. There's this band, Glom. I like them. G-L-O-M. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. They only have, like, they have, like, no views, but I'm, like, I've seen them a couple of times now, and they're, like, amazing. Oh, I never finished my point. Which go I ahead. Yeah, yeah, go go back. On Generation X is there's all of these stupid fucking things out there where they're going, like, you know, you know, uh, we grew up in the 70s and 80s, and they start showing like shit we did at the playground, like like we're fucking veterans or something. And then they go like, you know, nobody complained when we were kids because no one looks like everybody. Yeah, did. but I also had that. 
I also had. I'm. I feel like I'm like the last generation of kids that had that like abuse. Abuse. Uh, you don't think there's kids alco- right alcoholic now father? Abused, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm sure there are kids, but I'm saying also yeah. freedom. You know what I mean? Like, could also be like go outside and don't come home until like ten, and, right. and you're and you're like a nine year old. You know? But there there was abuse, and now was, there's abuse, and there these kids don't get to leave home. Yeah, but they also have a freedom of that they can go around the world with a fucking device in their hand. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like if you actually were smart and used the internet, I can't imagine what you could learn and see as yeah. opposed to me. Well, these sc- the screens are insane because I've been looking after um, my girlfriend's nephew while I've been in town. He's like almost two, and they don't let him do screen time. But if you give him a screen... He's zonked out on yeah, Miss, no, Miss Rachel, this Miss Rachel. Yeah, I, I finally have now. She's ruining the kids. Well, I've realized, yeah, I, I feel like using your phone in front of your kids is like smoking in front of them. Yeah. Because then they want it, and uh, they literally like zone out. And it's a really easy way to control your kids. Yeah, yeah. Nimesh, Nimesh Patel them. has a great joke about that. Yeah. Where he's like, in 50 years, it'll be like smoking, and people will be putting the phone to their neck like, I used Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't use earbuds. Um, so January 6th, Union Hall. What is Union Hall? It's like a little uh, performance space. They always have like stand-up bat. Um, it's like the Bell House in Brooklyn. I guess those you'd consider those like little alt rooms. Right. It's like a, I do like a monthly there just to run material outside of the clubs. Oh, that's cool. So where are you based out of? I'm in Brooklyn. Oh, you are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It blows my mind how much Brooklyn has changed. Yeah. I mean, Brooklyn, I wasn't Brooklyn there before, was, but I'm... Brooklyn, when I moved to New York in the 90s, was fucking terrifying. Out the, 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 the fashion district, whatever the fuck you call it, I don't know if that even exists in Manhattan. Yeah. After five o'clock and the sun went down, that was in Manhattan. Yeah. I was on like 20-something street. And I remember they reopened Catch a Rising Star, and I'd have money for a cab, and I would take the fucking six train down or something, and I would walk and where was town. It was, uh, it was way on the west side, so I would always be like running to try not to be late. And I, you, we walked down the street, you felt like you were an escape from New York because there was all of this trash on, on the street from like, you know, the day's work. Of course. And then everything was like, you know, the metal things were all pulled down <laughs> and it was just really dirty and fucking dingy. And it was like during the day, it was this crazy like level of activity. Like, um, and then once that started getting more developing like residential and businesses and restaurants, the other one was down near uh, the World Trade Center, Tribeca and all that. Like mm-hmm. that place after after hours, oh, during I, a weekday, was a terrifying place to go. I actually was down there. Uh, it was like I was coming back and I got off in the wrong stop on September. It would be 9th. So it was September. By the time I got down there, it was the early hours of September 10th, 2001. Uh-huh. And I got off at the World Trade because I fucked up. I remember I was coming up from Philly and there's the Penn Station in New Jersey and I was going to Penn Station in New York and I fucked up and I got off the wrong one and I got on the next path train and it took me to the World Trade. And I was so fucking pissed because I was like, there's going to be nobody down there. I'm not going to be able to get a cab. And I fucking came out of the World Trade and I saw this cab. Yo, yo, yo. And he saw me. I totally lucked out and sprinted. Never even looked up at him. You know, I took it for granted. I had no fucking idea. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So That's imagine, insane. Well, imagine if comedy clubs went <laughs> to Monday night. That's insane story. Have you, is, have you ever told that before? Yeah, I have. I mean, but it's not insane because it was just like, it was sort of like, I mean, the t- right, right before it was literally about 30. Yeah, about, I don't know. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah, just the fun. wrong stop. Yeah, I got off the wrong yeah. stop. But I mean, it wasn't like there was no danger. There was day, no danger you know? there. It was just like the, what was going to happen where I was. Mm-hmm. And my whole mindset when I got out was just like, I'll get a cab and get out of here. I'm like, you fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. down here. And the, the trains, like, you know, the trains at that time used to run every half hour. Right. Like missing a stop. Missing a stop is one of the worst. Sometimes yeah. I just forget to get off. And then I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. I got to go back to Union. Hey, I, I did. I do have a bone to pick with you, though. Go ahead. You're you're a bit about F-150s and pulling like the mirrors in and stuff. I have an F-250, so like, yeah, does, yeah, yeah. does that also apply? Because I have to pull my mirrors in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't hit them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I look. I, that made so many people mad, and they're like, "Oh, you don't work with your hands." I'm like, uh, "Okay." Dude, okay, it was why? Hilarious. Yeah, and I'm I'll like, tell you, like forty percent of the time when I pull my mirror in, I think about your joke. I mean, just relax. I mean, it is really just about my dad, and he has a GMC, so. You know, that's just where that came from. And what is it, Joe? Instead of pulling it in, why don't, why you, don't you take a good, long, hard look in it, you know, reflect. and reflect? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a fun one to do. I mean, that's a, that was always fun to do in, like, to, I mean, uh, in whatever, where people have those and they need them. Would they? Yeah. And most people are good sports, though, right? Yeah, of course. You know, some people get mad and then it'll be the the, the wives or whoever is at the random show seeing me, unfortunately, you know, uh-huh. that just showed up at the comedy club. They like it more. And then, you know, oh, you get yeah. the look over and then the guy gets mad. You know, I'm really just thinking about go bananas in Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. <sighs> that was a rough week. Is that green couch still in the fucking green room? I, I think maybe I was there the week before they went to the Super Bowl. Dude, that thing, and that was a night. That was a nightmare, Bill. That was a nightmare. Because it, it was, was a fun club. Yeah, it was. It was. It would have been fun, and it, they were. The shows were all packed. You know, it's not really in Cincinnati. It's a little out, but I mean, you know, everybody was the happiest they'd ever been because the Bengals were about to go to the Super Bowl, so they were. So they were wasted, and I'm trying to run this hour. <laughs> oh, and you're going all monotone. <laughs> yeah. Who day? Who day? Literally, I have a clip of people just yelling "Who day?" I was wearing like some like Nikes that had like an orange accent, and someone was just like immediately they were like Bengals colors, and I was yeah. like, I could, I could not. Do you watch football at all? I watch some, you know. You're a I used, CFL guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big CFL fan. NHL. What do you watch? You don't watch I, any sports. No, I watch NHL, NBA. I used to be big into to NFL, but I kind of gave it up. But I'm a big, you know, NHL. I watch the Bruins games. You do. I'm kind of yeah. like I, I just don't have fucking time anymore. Like, I'm yeah. becoming that guy. I can't talk. That's fine. I can't name the names anymore. I don't even know. Honestly, just like I don't even like talking about it. Sports. I would rather just watch it and so get a little escape. Thing? <laughs> what's my thing yeah so what do you do what, how, how do you waste your time on this planet how do i waste my time yeah i don't know i'll walk my dog it's not a waste of time that's a good thing <laughs> it's, you could call it wasting time i go to prospect park you know i go to the library i hang out with friends we play basketball you know i you play you have a very healthy life yeah i, have a I go good... to the library this is amazing <laughs> i mean i mean yeah i i, I uh i mean I, I i got sober like three years ago and so i just you don't know I don't know. All right. Well, Cook food. What What was your uh, drug of choice? I mean, I was, I mean. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to say it. I mean, yeah, you know, I was into drinking and then I would do like some pills and stuff like that and just like Oof. what everybody's doing. People are doing pills, huh? Yeah. Oh, does that sound like a dad? Are you doing pills? <laughs> oh, are oh, you well, doing the pills? Yeah, I mean. That shit's, 
That's how all those fucking starlets used to die back in the day. Yeah, I they mean, take downers, and then everybody was always having a couple of martinis to unwind, and then you didn't wake up. Well, I broke my collarbone in in high school. Listen, I don't want to hear your excuse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I broke my collarbone in high school, and then they gave me like some like you know some stuff, and then that's kind of how it, whatever happened. Not a dependency, but then I was like, you know, it was like the pandemic. That happens. That happens. I, I I have a dear friend of mine had that happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, they they put you, they give you this really intensive stuff. That no, it's, that's the kind of thing that fucking bugs me though. Is that they can do that shit and they can turn you into a fucking addict off and, of a collarbone. Yeah, and nobody gets like in trouble for that shit. No. And then they spend their time nitpicking and buying art. What's buying? <laughs> well, you know the Sackler family who like created all that. They had like they have like wings in every art museum. Oh, they do? Yeah, which they're like taking so they got down people, now. they got people hooked on synthetic heroin and then turn around and they, they bought like... Yeah, something like the family, the Sackler family, they're the same ones. They created Valium uh, when that was big. And then they're also like, uh, what was it? What What is the new big opiate that I mean, everyone was taking? get a big standing ovation from the Valium crowd though. I mean, that didn't kill people the way like the opioids did, right? I mean, I guess you don't really know because I feel like it probably killed a lot of people's decision making because it was basically they're just giving it and marketing it to like, you know, wives, stay-at-home moms. Oh, yeah. Which like <laughs> seems now like they, a hell. They, now they just market exercise equipment to them. Yes. That's, uh, that's healthy too. No, it isn't. Those spin classes. Yeah, how many people bought that stupid Peloton bike and I was just sitting there? Oh, got, so many, so many people have that. Vest hanging on the well, you know, sometimes I do like moving jobs in uh, New York, and that's always a big one, moving people's pelotons. That's a bitch, right? Yeah. I imagine the base is probably it's it's and it's awkward weight. Well, too, it's right? only it's whoever whoever grabs the front. That that's the worst part. Yeah, 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 because that's where the wheel is, which is heavy, uh, and you know they got to take the screen off, and it's it's a whole thing. So you, you you help people move too? Some sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you just get I'm, all kinds of time with this sobriety, huh? Well, no. I mean that I have to do because you know I'm on. You know I, that's I mean? a little under the table. I honestly shouldn't even be talking about <laughs> as a Canadian. You know what I mean? I'm down here stealing the under table jobs, but no. A lot of comedians work for this moving company. That well, see, that's my thing. Like you just said, that is a little joke. You make fucking fifty bucks every once in a while to help somebody move. I feel like news channels and stuff would focus more on that than they would on somebody coming up with synthetic heroin and, and causing all of this, you know, death and misery and all of that. That's why I kind of stopped uh, watching all of that shit because I was just like, this is just clear. This is all. Oh, yeah. It's like anti-people. Hey, look at, this, look, at yeah. this. look at this. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's why when people are like, this guy's never worked with his hands. I'm like, OK, well, I've done a four floor walk up in August in the summer. <laughs> with like with 80 boxes and a Peloton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking I want to reply. I want to be like, well, you don't actually know, but you know, I don't want to blow up my spot like I just did on this podcast. I know. And you know the amount of people that drive trucks that don't work with their hands? You're looking at one. Well, that's that's Especially what I'm talking in about. fucking Texas, dude. You're in, when you're in Dallas and in Houston, I mean, every pickup truck looks like it just came off the showroom. Well, and that's my problem too. With like, I mean, gas prices are so high, and that's a part of that joke. Is is they're, they're always mad, you're always mad about the gas. No, I'm, I don't give a fuck about gas. Well, I mean, yeah, you're doing good. No, I never. I just. But some people shit. do care. Some people, it's like a major oh, no, talking they do point. Care. They do care. It's like one of the that's only five patriotic. things they talk that's, about. That's when they're patriotic. 
Yes. They're patriotic when if, yeah. we, if we go, you know, bomb well, that's why they that's people. why they want to go bomb some people. Yeah, go bomb some people Which so the gas fuels is the industrial military complex whatever you want to call it. I think we're figuring it all out. I mean, I think I could on if so I had So what's really like a going week. on in Canada cuz I don't buy Michael Moore's version of your of Canada. What was his version? Well, that he did this fucking documentary and he's like yeah up there you don't have to lock your doors and everybody's all fucking hoopy doopy i mean you definitely you definitely have to lock your door i would lock your door i would lock my door anywhere i had yeah. a friend well, who never locked his door that you couldn't and then he comes down <laughs> here and then he shows somebody buying a fucking rifle in a bank and he's sitting there looking down so he you know and it's creative editing to make everybody look fucking stupid and then everybody up there in canada be look sure and everybody up in canada likes to be like yeah we don't have guns i mean that is kind of like the main issue is everybody here has a gun and we don't have that what we don't is? really have like you can't get a handgun oh you can't get a handgun up there i mean yeah i mean i had a friend he's had hunting rifles is that why you guys fight on the ice <laughs> that's why we fight that's why we're such <laughs> goons that's why we're such goons is because <laughs> well, we listen, can't just I'm, shoot listen, someone i'd be all for getting rid of guns if you could actually do it yeah, you you, I mean you can't. You can't. It's over. It's it's out there. You can't. It's done. Have you ever shot one? Yes. And you liked it? Uh, I mean, it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's fucking fun shooting. You feel like a badass. I like. I love the way they look. I mean, what's the thing about guns? I'd I'd own them to look at them. Uh huh. Just because I like the way they look, especially if like just to have the dirty hairy gun. I think. I mean, it's it's fucked up to say, but it's gorgeous. No, I do like like a I old like a, uh, a revolver. I like yeah. a revolver. I just yeah. think it's fucking Something badass. like this. And I also, I think that you should only get six attempts. To shoot someone? Yeah. The, the, you know, I oh, think like only the, bullets, only six bullets. Yeah, I feel like those semi-automatic and fully automatic, those are for pussies. Like, it's just like, those are like, the, everybody gets a trophy. Yes. Like, everybody gets a kill. Like, if you can't squeeze off six <laughs> and hit whatever you're mad at, then, I mean, you, you lose. It's like a carnival game. Carnival game, you get three tries. You're getting twice as many tries with a fucking revolver. You got to have like a, you ever seen those big banana, those extended fucking magazines? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah they're, no, like, they're psychotic. Why don't you learn how to shoot better? It also doesn't look good aesthetically compared to the revolver. It's like a crooked dick. Yeah. Hanging off. You know what's an elephant dick? You ever see the elephants just walking by? You ever see those videos of the big swinging no, fucking I, You know, Bill, I, I, don't, I don't tend to you look that, that kind of stuff up. Well, you look at it's animal very specific. videos. I see animal videos. It's not animal porn. It's not like there's the other I, animal on her back. I wasn't saying you were watching that. Hey, you know, you see things. You see things you on see the internet. You see things you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you see things that you can't yeah, what, see. Yeah, so talk I to saw, me about I, your bubble again. I saw a donkey kill a fucking hyena the other day on the internet. Blew oh, my I, mind. I would love to see that. I didn't even know they were in the I same mean, little situation. They, uh, I guess they're very protective of, of the farm animals, and they're very protective of the order. And he grabbed this fucker by the back of the scruff of his neck like a dad beating the shit out of some punk. Whoa. Grabbed him by the scruff and just kept slamming the thing in the ground. And the thing was showing his teeth, but it it it, it doesn't have the ability to do <laughs> to do the three stooges poke the eyeballs. And uh, he fucking killed the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the kind of stuff on the internet. Yeah, well, that's what I I, I was trying to. What was I trying to find the other day? It was something a, a bear versus something else because it sort of fascinated me. I saw a grizzly bear kill the black bear. Mm -hmm. Again, they, they're not supposed to run into each other and he got super territorial. And I just, love bears. I fucking hate bears. Why do you hate a bear? Because Like a California bear that gets in the trash is just like a big raccoon? No. My thing about bears is the way that they kill you. Mm. Like if I was going to get killed, if I had to choose between a mountain lion 
and a bear mountain lion all day. Okay. I'll get mauled a neck. little bit and then it's going right to the neck. It's going to choke done. me out. I'm done. But a bear is playing with you a little bit. Well, it's eating through your back to break your fucking spine. Whatever the fuck it's doing. It's mm. just, it starts to me. It's like, you, you're like sushi. <laughs> you have a lot of intrusive thoughts about being killed by animals. Uh, yeah. You want to hear, hear my, my, my top three? Yes. Top three. In no particular order. <laughs> I, love, I love that you got favorites. Oh, brilliant. No particular order. Sharks. I mean, terrible. Terrible. Bear. Bear. Komodo dragon. Okay. And what's, what's the, the... The through line of all of them is they're eating you while you're still alive. Yeah, yeah. And then with sharks... You're drowning as well. Just for the flare. Yes. Yeah. You throw drowning in there. Yeah. I, yeah, the sharks terrify me, and that's probably why I don't go in like the ocean. I don't at all. Even a lake. I don't go in the ocean. I don't go in the forest. Yeah, I would no. never go in the forest. <laughs> no, not in the no, forest. You don't like a, in the forest. You don't like a nice hike. Clear I the, love clear a hike. Your mind. No, I like a hike on a big fucking hill, and all the way around it, it's surrounded by civilization. So then I know, yeah, yeah. you know, you like a walk. Listen, I can deal with the coyote, but even then, you know, they're always. I got a little sister. She goes into the mountains for like three days. What is camps? Okay, and she's Canadian without a gun. Canadian without a gun. She might have like a flare or or bear bear spray or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's psychotic, and she's twenty one, and she's she's tiny. She loves to do it. Uh, She's a a human slider. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I would never. I mean, I like bears, but from a distance. Listen, I love all of those animals. I'm mm-hmm. not in a reptile. It's just like mammals, they, they have a vibe. I don't like you know a snake. I mean? They seem alive. Where, this where, same sister, she was dating a guy. Thank God they broke up. I could not stand him. Um, but he had a snake as a pet. And that to me is yeah. whatever we talk about, like whatever red flag is. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's literally, it's yeah. the Can't representation of... Satan. That's and he has it as a pet. And I'm like, he doesn't. I thought it represented the weakness of women. <laughs> Something about women. Isn't that how the gay people that started the Catholic Church, the gay people in hiding? Yes, yes, yes. yes. The closet of gays said something in the, yes. that it's about women. And they had to pick something that sort of was shaped like a dick so they could stay interested <laughs> to write the story. <laughs> they had to stay interested. These are all facts here, people. <laughs> These are all... All facts. Well, um, I need I need a, a spot like Union Hall where I can just fucking do a once a week. Yeah, I'm getting ready. I'm gonna do another special next year, and then uh, what number is that? I don't know. I like that you don't know. I don't know. It's just more like uh, well, just, you kn- I've done what I can with this thing. Yeah, these ideas are good. They're ready to go. Yeah, and I saw you after I think you taped. Um, in that spot in Denver, that big outdoor, what is that? Red, Red Rocks. Rocks yeah. Red Rocks, which I went to when I was just at the Comedy Works to oh, visit. Yeah, and I'm like, fun. that place is crazy. I was like, was such a fun crowd. I was like, how do you do stand up there? Uh, well, it helps if you're a draw. Like, I wouldn't want to just go there. <laughs> well, for, no, I couldn't for, for, do it. No, but I'm saying if 10,000 people don't know you, like, I wouldn't want to open because I did that. Yeah. I did stand up there in front of an animated special. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they were showing um, cartoons or whatever. Yeah. And I was working the comedy works. They said, hey, they want some comedians to go up there and perform. I was like, oh, fuck, Red Rocks? Are you kidding me? That's cool. 
I would love to. And I went up there and it was not, it was not, uh, it wasn't like they were right. hostile. It's just like they, they didn't give a fuck. They weren't listening. Yeah. But I did notice in that special too, you kind of riffed off the top to kind of get yourself in. And, and then it's fe- it felt like you were riffing to kind of settle down or like get, it's just so crazy to walk no, out I and was, do uh, that. No, that's just what I do to avoid my act. Cause that was that special was like not I was just documenting being there and then it came out good so it's all right let's put this out, um, but like I was just being like well when am I ever gonna get to be here again mm-hmm. this would be really cool yeah let me film this it's like Fenway it's like I'm not gonna put that out as a special but like I I do wanna be able to someday watch it and be like wow man I can't believe that happened yeah are those venues you had in your mind like before you've done them where you're hell like, no yeah. It seems, Let me tell you it seems delusion. It seems delusional. Yes. When I started out, like the big thing was if you could come, to, uh, the, the big club was um, the Comedy Connection in Faneuil Hall. Uh-huh. And I remember seeing like, this is so crazy, Damon Wayans, all right, from uh, when, when Living Color was at its height. I remember he came down there and sold out six shows in nothing flat. And it was like a 400 seater. It was 2,400 seats. And it was just like, there just wasn't comics doing that. Mm-hmm. It was just, I, I can't explain it. It was... Um, like bands were huge, but comedians, there was sort of this ceiling and every once in a while, like I, I wanna say that like, um, with the craziness of the internet now, like if you weren't in Living Color then, you would have done an arena. Right. But back then the way the whole thing worked out is you went clean in a comic club, which was still a shitload of money, which was amazing. Um, and there was only a couple guys, it was like, that were just doing theaters. It was like Bill Cosby, George Carlin, and I, I don't know who else. There was only a couple of guys that were actually playing like theaters. But like, if you were one of the biggest people out there, you you were selling out comedy clubs. So the dream wasn't any bigger than that, right? Like I never thought because you know Dice had done MSG. MSG, but he was like Dice. Like I, it was just like you know, and Steve Martin had done like Nassau Coliseum. I have that record that Dice did. Like uh, the, I think it's the day the laughter died, where he went down to Danger Fields after MSG. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and was that after him? It I wasn't think, right I think after. It's, I, I mean, the lore to me is that he did MSG and then he went down and he like whatever bombed, you know what I mean, and put that record out. Which I don't think it's a. I don't think he's bombing, but I do like when the people walk out. Oh yeah. And and the guy yells, "You're about as funny as a bag of milk." <laughs> <laughs> you can like hear it like crystal clear that. on the vinyl. It's. Um, yeah, no, that's an amazing, amazing fucking album. Um, yeah, so the yeah the, the dream was like the dream was, I'll get to the point where you know you're selling out uh, comedy clubs and then show business would come around and mm-hmm. then they would try to build an act around your act, sure. to do a sitcom, you know. And I was a young, ideological, ideal whatever fucking angry guy. Yeah, and I was just like fuck sitcoms. They're not funny. So yeah, I'm the same. I, I can I, be the same way. I'm like. Oh, oh, oh. SNLs for fucking nobodies. You know, I, so I guess the only is, thing I want is just to like sell out clubs. No, and I just wanted to keep do existing. Movies. You know, I wanted to do. I, I what I wanted to do was be a comic that could sell out the Comedy Connection, and then I wanted to be in like badass fucking movies, like you know, fucking Rambo movies and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like and then, like a know, drama or like State of Grace and stuff like that. Yeah, like I really, uh, you know, movies were like a huge thing. Yeah. When I was growing up. Of course. I feel like they're slowly coming back. Uh, I hope so, because yeah. that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're doing movies now. 
Well, I mean, I finally made one here at ATC, and then, you know, it did really well, so it looks like we're going to get an opportunity to make another one. So I just look at it like, if it's going away, I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, you got to do it. Because I'm still going to do it. Because I like doing it. I really like movies. And then I look at, like, you know, Quentin Tarantino, who's, like, buying movie theaters out here. And yeah. he's just going to show movies and stuff. Like, I, I, like he's saying this is his last movie. And I'm like, if this is really his last movie, and he just made 10 epic movies. That's a then, good. And then he retires and he runs a couple of movie theaters. I mean, I don't know the guy at all, but I would have to say, if you told, like, little Quentin Tarantino, whatever, how many years ago, that that was going to be his life, he'd be like, that is fucking perfect yeah i mean i've people i have friends that we talk about like what are we gonna do because you know you kind of don't want to do stand-up forever no it it's mostly ends bad if you do that you know like My there's there's just, some people where it's like oh cool yeah you can keep going and you can be current and like there's like great right. examples like a pepitone or something but like for the most part it it it's it's on a smaller scale it's like oof, you know kind of embarrassing well, no, to keep going no if if you no being out there because you have to be Yes. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy, but yeah. like that—that's a good point. But, but then I've also been like, so what are you going to do after? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe like a, I would like like a candy shop. That's you know? funny. Me and Fursy talk about having a uh, a cigar bar, like a cigar bar. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that's the, the adult like version of that. What is? <laughs> <laughs> um, you ever go to Ray's? candy shop i've been the, there yeah you get an egg cream i did for from the, the first old time. man yeah, yeah first time ever it was fucking delicious he was working too no he wasn't it was uh uh his protege oh yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever yeah i like i that like thing. that that that's happening there's this butcher shop albanese meats and um it's like the only kind of italian butcher left um and now the granddaughter is running it oh thank god no see that that's a big thing i, I go to that i'm I like go, what am i leaving behind if I ever have a child, are they going to have to do stand-up? I'm like, no. I know. I thought about that the other day. And what was your conclusion? As far as like what I'm leaving behind? Yeah. I would just have it more be in the realm of like, you know, he didn't, you know, he hurt some people, but not too many. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, he was, you know, he had his moments where he was kind of a decent guy. I don't... um I don't really think about that type of shit. I was weird. I got depressed about how old I was mm -hmm. uh, a couple nights ago, and but then I also don't have like a fear of like uh, like I'm gonna die and be judged, and this person's gonna be mad at me. It's just so clearly invented by human beings mm -hmm. that that's what the fuck happened. Yeah, I also don't think you're old. Uh, I think you would say prime. And I'm not just being complimentary, but I mean that's just more of a hopeful thing well, for I'm just me. I'm almost I'm, thirty, so I'm like, I'm like, what, what, what is right, this well, going to end up like being? Forty to fifty-five was yeah. the fastest fifteen years of my life, and the next fifteen, I'm seventy. So yeah, I mean, it, it, it like it, it does go by fast. But I always just turn around. And I just always think like, well, there's nothing I can do about it. Um, but I, I, and I always try to get out of that mindset because, you know, what I've found with older people, what we do is when we turn 30, we're wishing we were in our 20s, in our 30s. And then you get in your 40s and you were wishing you're in your, your 30s. When you're in your 40s and then your 50s, you wish you were in your 40s or 30s, whatever. And you don't enjoy like this because you're sort of buying into, uh, you know, 
kind of like what you see on TV or on your phone or whatever, that like it's all about being young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, I, also, and, and, I also, that's why people are obsessed with like nostalgia, oh. which I always find like so gross. You know, like for like a broad example of like a, like a Disney people, but they're like 40. Fucking weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, those adults, people of uh, Verzi and Bobby Kelly were talking about that, the adults yeah. that have like a season ticket to, to Disney? Disneyland and they buy like the ears. Well, it's only because Vegas like sucks now, I think. Oh, you're blaming Vegas. I didn't see that coming up. Yeah, I'm blaming Vegas. You I know? like that. Yeah. Yeah, fuck Vegas. Vegas isn't like cool anymore, you know? So now people want to go on a fucking ride, a little coaster, you know? But if Vegas so was still if, cool, so if it was so still casino. Deal? It's like if it's, if it's not going to be cool, it's really not going to be cool. It's so like, not cool. I mean, I mean, Vegas makes me sick. That's why I was thinking, you know, people were always like talking about the job crisis in America. But I'm like, I've been to Vegas and I'm like, people go there with their families. And I'm like, how the fuck do they afford this? What job crisis? Either. What job crisis? Because these people have money. Yeah. So either they're lying to you or everybody's yes. just maxing out a credit card. Yes. Yes. I actually did meet someone and they used to, their dad used to take them to Vegas as a kid, but he, he would, he would try to make or break the uh, money for the vacation there, which is just a whole other traumatic situation. Oh boy. It's a sucker born every moment. You know, it's funny how much shit has changed. Like, I feel like when, when you stop being able to buy like as a souvenir, an ashtray of the mm -hmm. casino you stayed at. Okay. I've never yeah. even heard of this. For me, you know, the, the souvenir is when uh, that stopped that I used to feel like I would get all the time because going like road trips as a mm -hmm. kid um, is the penny. Remember you put the penny yeah, yeah. in the thing? Yeah. You twist it, but it would cost you a dollar to press it. Yeah. That's done. And then people were like, that's actually a felony because you desecrated <laughs> money. Yeah. And you're like, well, this machine does that and there's no cops here. So I <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that Dude, would... I feel like you and I could drive across the country and we would never run out of shit to talk about. Like, you know what else is fucked up? And then you would make some weird, like I never would have connected Vegas with Disney. I was saying that, that that has to do with like. But they're the similar, they're similar like things, you know? No. Entities, they are. They aren't. Yes, they suck people in and they ruin them. All right, well then so is religion. religion. Sure, I agree uh, on right. a larger well, that's, scale. Well, you're, religion. you're paying with a broad brush here. Yeah, but that's all brushes you, are broad. No, they're not. They got those little ones with whores <laughs> and drugs. I'm a paint by and, I'm a paint by and, numbers and, and, guy, and Bill. Gambling. And then you got over here like I would know I like those people that have the season tickets, you wonder, do they have such a great childhood? Or was it such a is it they doing the Michael Jackson thing where they had no childhood? So now you want to ride around on choo-choo trains. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, you know what? With uh, with Michael, I think it was like about a whole other thing. I mean. But I. How the fuck did he knows? get acquitted? That's my thing, though. Like, it's just like, but he got acquitted. It doesn't make any, any. I guess if you're rich, you just get off. I don't know. I have no fucking idea. All I know is one time I flew over Never Neverland. Yeah. Ooh. You flew over it. Yeah. Just to see what was up. They said it was Neverland ranches out there. What year? Listen. It, it was, I was with, uh, flying with somebody else, and the guy goes, yeah, you're up in Santa Inez. And he goes, look at that mountain. You see that triangle? He goes, it's to the left of that. Is that still up there? Yeah. That ranch is still there? Yeah, some of the rides were taken down. <laughs> some of the rides were... I can tell you this. <laughs> was it a from mechanical the, failure? From the air, it uh, doesn't look good. <laughs> Because we flew over, like, oh, my God, there it is. And you're thinking, like, Michael Jackson, 
And then you you look at it and you think about what he got accused of. You're like, oh god, that's, 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 that's fucking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some rust on those rides. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna go down that road. That's just no, 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 no. That's yeah, it's not fun. It's a dark thing. Well, I really appreciate uh, you coming on my podcast. I think you're an amazing talent. Thank you, Bill. Uh, your January sixth. We're gonna take that day back, man. I didn't mm-hmm. have to say that. Uh, and <laughs> you, we're gonna normalize. We're gonna normalize January sixth. I hate all of that speak. I'm an empath. Uh, January 6th at Union Hall in Brooklyn. Go check this guy out while you can still see him in a small place like that. I think you're an amazing, amazing comedian and a fascinating person to talk to. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for being Coming on a Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. Have a great weekend, you cunts, and I'll see you on Monday. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, December 7th, 2015. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but you hoo-ha so delightful. So if you don't fucking mind, spread your legs, spread, sorry. Hey, it's December, everybody. A December to remember. Um, happy holidays. Oh, it's the holiday season. So Merry Christmas. I don't give a fuck if you find that offensive because then you're kind of shitting on my religion. Um, is Merry Christmas still offensive to people? I can't wait for somebody to wish me a happy Hanukkah and I'm going to blow a gasket. How dare you? Um, (laughs) how dare you say something nice from your religion? How fucking dare you um i kind of fucked up this year with my christmas shopping where you know who's kidding who when you're married it's all about getting your fucking wife something that's gonna keep her fucking yap shut for maybe two three days who's kidding who you know what i mean are they ever really happy with you i'm asking you know something let's try to spin this in a positive way if you have a wife okay if you're a gay dude and, and, you know, you feel like you're more the dude, right? And your you're fucking, you're, you're, your husband is always pitching a fit of just everything, you know what I mean? And you're just sitting there going, what the fuck is with this dude? Why can't he just fucking, can, can you just, can you get a run together of four days of just being generally happy with me? Okay, if anybody is in that situation and you have figured out a way. To somehow get that to get that person to the fifth day, could you please email me and tell me what your strategy is? I don't give a shit, male, female. It's not like there's some bitchy guys out there. You know, I'm sure women deal with that. Some moody motherfucker. I should talk. I'm pretty fucking moody, but generally speaking, I like to think I'm in a good mood. But I'm just saying. You know what I mean? So anyway, so I go out, um, you know, and I got my wife the gift and you know the gift. You know, the, everything else is just to fill up the space underneath the tree. You know, you get her some fucking sweatpants, you know. No, no, no. I just, you know, I figured you could wear them hanging around the house. I'm not, I'm not saying you got to go to the gym. You know, you get, her, uh, you get her some mittens, you know, some beef jerky you're sticking in the stocking. You're just trying to flush it out at that point. You've already dropped a ton of cash, right? And God knows what the fuck is she going to, what's she going to get for you, huh? One of those pumps to fucking pump up that Sports Illustrated football you got like fucking 15 years ago when your team won a championship. Well, what what the fuck? I can't even like I'm trying to think the last time I heard a guy friend of mine get excited about whatever the fuck he got for Christmas. You know what I mean? 
what, what, what do the broads do? Okay. They expected something big from their husband and then they go out and they blow the cash on all the kids. They don't give a fuck about you. You know what I mean? You're like that fucking third shift night, you know, security guard of the house. That that's basically what it is. You know, I mean, if she could, if she could build a little fucking outhouse, you know, right next to the front door and you could just sit in there all night with a clipboard, checking people in and out and say, walk in and out of the house, you know, wearing a little uniform. Uh, afternoon, Mrs. Me. How are you? <laughs> I'm really being overdramatic right now. My, my situation isn't that bad. But you know what? You, but you exaggerate for comedic effect. So anyway, so I got, the, I got the big gift out of the way. I got the big one, you know? The one that, you know, won't make her sulk until Valentine's Day. Generally speaking. All right. I don't give a fuck how cool your wife is. Okay. It's just, they slide into sulking, you know, just the way like those mid eighties Jaguars always had fucking electrical problems. It's the same fucking thing. They, they can't help it. It's a, it's a design flaw. Um, geez, I'm going hard this week. Um, what am I trying to say here? So I went and I got the big thing and I kind of just, I don't know. I just, Felt like because I got the big one out of the way so early, I had all of this fucking time. Now, all of a sudden, it's December 7th. There's only fucking whatever. 17 more shopping days before it's, you know. Um, Unless you got to shop Christmas morning, then I guess you got 18. But at that point, what are you doing? Picking lemons off your fucking neighbor's tree? Um. So I got to get some shit done, but I have to hype my uh, my cartoon that's coming out. F is for family. This is the big push. In fact, this morning it starts. I'm going to uh, go do some radio here, and um, I'm going to New York City next week, and then I come back out here to L.A., and I do a whirlwind tour of, um, you know, doing some press. So I'll definitely be going into Opie and Jimmy before everybody asks. They always ask, you gotta, you gotta go, you gotta go. why wouldn't I? When have I not? Um, Bill, maybe they're asking because they want to hear you on the show. All right, you know, fair enough. Fair enough. So um, today I'm doing the podcast. Then I'm doing, um, I'm doing uh, the press and uh, then I have to do a little bit of Christmas shopping. I got to fucking knock it out over the next three days. I got to get the, you know, I got to flesh out the cast here, right? It's like I got a shitty fucking sitcom script, you know? And I already signed on the movie star that isn't selling tickets in the movie theater anymore. So I got my fucking lightning rod of fame. And now I just got to flesh it out with shit that's going to prop it up. That's going to complement it. You know what I mean? So that's what, uh, that's what my goal is. And, um... You know, I'll tell you another year without kids, it's starting to fuck with me. But I got to be honest with you after watching that whole fucking not even watching. I got in the car. My wife listens to and fucking Pia. Morning becomes eclectic. That was the electric eel band doing their version of ACDC's back in black on a viola. If you'd like to download that, that's available at go fuck yourself dot com. Um. So I had, uh, she had on NPR and I got in the car and I was driving down the street and I was, I guess there was some big global warming summit. And at this point, not even the corporate cunts can deny that we're having an effect. And now that they finally came around and said, yeah, we are affecting it. 
they then quickly said, but at this point, it's too late. So basically, we might as well continue on what we're doing. And it's just like, what? I mean, that's the same thing. Like, I remember when Pete Rose finally admitted that he was gambling on baseball. After 20 fucking years. No, I know. I never gambled on baseball. I never gambled on baseball. I never gambled on baseball. Five years later, I never gambled on baseball. Ten years, never gambled. I never gambled on baseball. And then I know where he just goes, yeah, I gambled on baseball. Okay, there. Now, now let me in the hall. It's like, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a second. You know, he was already rounded second, thinking he was going to the hall. Helmet flew off, right? Going to slide in head first to third. Um, same fucking thing. So that just made so it's just going to get worse. And they just sort of nonchalantly talked about the hellacious world in the future that our children and our children's children are going to have to live in. And I just kind of made me feel like, you know, maybe it should end with me. So that's uplifting. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Um, we don't like that song. We feel that there's sexual undertones, jingle all the way, as in going all the way. Uh, you know, the snow is white, you know. Technically speaking, so is your jizz. If you were to draw it, it's more of a uh, Hoosier cream pie sort of <laughs> color. Oh, my God. What am I doing? I'm talking about not having children. I'm comparing snow to jizz. This is just, what is this? You know what this is? It's fucking entertaining. To listen to somebody slowly going off the rails during the holidays. I got to tell you, it's got to be a fun thing. Um, oh, I did a, uh, I did a podcast. The, uh, I'd hit that podcast, which is actually, actually a drummer podcast. And uh, if you saw some of the guests that they've had on there, um, professional fucking drummers, you know, of the highest order, you'd be like, well, what the fuck did they have this clown coming on there for? I'd say, you know, everyone's, that's one of the great things about being a comedian. You know what I mean? Every once in a while, they just bring you on some shit that you have no business being on. Stick you on a food channel or some shit like that. But it's uh, it's called, I'd hit, I'd hit that uh, podcast. I want to thank Dave for having me on there. We talked about, um, talked about everything, man. Um, a little bit about drums, but, uh, I just got done uh, doing a flight, flying the uh, helicopter, obviously, uh, and I've been soloing everybody. I find the thing about once you get your license, you know what I mean, and then you can legally solo. There is that pit in your stomach of like, dude, you're really gonna let me go up there by myself? You know, this is whole weird thing when you're learning to get your pilot's license. Is like you get to a certain point where you start getting a little cocky and you're thinking like, when is this guy gonna solo me? Dude, I'm fucking ready. When the fuck is this going to happen? I can do this. Look at him. His his feet, everything is off the controls. I'm flying this fucking thing. I'm bringing it in right on the numbers. I'm doing this shit. When the fuck is this guy going to solo me? And then one day they go, all right, you're ready. And then you're like, really? Do you really think so? <laughs> your balls shrink right up into your fucking gut. So, um, you know, I got my license in the end of, end of May. And um, I had not done a solo flight since um, I was still a student, just being, you know, a combination of busy with uh, travel on the road and editing the F is for family. And then also I didn't want to solo until I took the advanced auto rotation class, which is what I did in August and September. Then I had my big run coming up to the New York City gig. So now I finally had the time and uh, I did three flights last week. I did one with an instructor and then the flight I did with the instructor, I did it twice um, solo and uh, 
I had to tell you, it was fucking awesome. I flew up the uh, 710, and actually this time I had a Dodger Stadium and did a, I fly on the right-hand side, right? So I just did a right orbit over Dodger Stadium and then flew over to uh, the Rose Bowl, did a right orbit, saw him working on the field, um, crossed El Monte at midfield, and then went back to Long Beach. And um, I did fuck up one time with the radio calls because that's the big thing it's the radio calls i uh, thought i was talking to long beach tower but i was actually still talking to the la basin which is just basically this big giant area where everybody's flying around i swear to god dude you get better at listening but you can't even hear what some people are saying like those fucking people have been flying forever yeah 1.5 you're like what what the fuck did you just say these fucking people who fly around mumbling into the goddamn fucking radio. It's just like, I, I don't, for the life of, I speak, I enunciate L, you know. I fucking enunciate, every, you know, I, basin traffic, this is helicopter. One Sierra hotel, flying northbound. I, I fucking enunciate everything. I go slow. These fucking guys, I don't have basin traffic. I, you know what I listen to at that point? I just listen for the number. I am go 1.5. I'm like, all right, I'm at 1,000 feet. He's at 1,500. Even if that fucking asshole's flying right at me, he's going to be 500 feet above me. But if I just hear 1,000, all right, you're at the same level as me. I have no fucking idea where you're at. So then I either go up or down 300 feet. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, doing something like that, really just as far as flying, um, just sent my confidence through the roof and like it's just like starting the thing up and shutting it down to the whole fucking thing just doing the whole thing um and uh you would think that that would make my confidence just in general go through the roof you know flying a helicopter solo you know over the city of la with all that fucking traffic that's up there i was able to do that twice last week for about collectively two hours by myself Yet, I'm going to make lasagna today, and I'm nervous to make the noodles from scratch. Does that make any fucking sense? You know, I'm not, I can't possibly die doing that. It just, it just doesn't make any fucking sense, right? <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. All I know is F is for Family is coming uh, December 18th. The same day is like the 15th installment of Star Wars. Okay, so you got a choice to make. All right, and I'm obviously going to lobby for the F is for family side. Okay? Now picture this. All right, you can either stand in fucking like a four mile line next to some jerk off dressed like Boba Fett or fucking Chewbacca and people acting out lightsaber fights and all of that fucking thing, shivering as homeless people come up to you, hitting you up for money, and then fucking. You know, E Entertainment's down there. Hi, I'm Billy Bush down and down here with a bunch of jerk offs who don't realize in three days they could walk in like a fucking gentleman and just sit down and watch this movie. It's not going anywhere. You could get involved in that shit show, or you could just sit in the comfort of your own home. You know, maybe pour yourself a glass of eggnog with some fucking bourbon in it, you know? And just sit down and binge watch all six episodes. Of this cartoon. Get the fire going. You know what I mean? Turn on the heat. Whatever the fuck you want to do. Eat a pot cookie. 
in the privacy uh, you're ready to sit there in your underwear do whatever the fuck you want to do or you can go down to the goddamn movie theater and stand in a fucking or maybe you have to go down there the night before you know whatever the fuck they're gonna do i mean to, to, i don't understand why they're still making those things other than money darth vader's dead right he took off the helmet he, he died the, the the good side won it's fucking over you, you keep going but what happened before the before what about after the after you know listen the original Han solo is like seven years old okay the original luke skywalker he's well into his 60s you know it's it's over okay star wars people when are you just going to admit that it's fucking over it's like my generation can you really sit down and watch sesame street once jim henson was gone and hearing that weird voice coming out of Kermit the Frog, it, it's, it's a fucking rap. It's a fucking rap. You know what I mean? You know what I like, Sesame Street? I like when they're skating around on the fucking ice. Just how weird that looks. How fucking tall they all are. Who knew Bert was like 6'8"? I had no fucking idea, right? Just out there skating around. But what I love is he's not fucking saying anything. As far as I know, I've never been to it. I've just seen the commercials. They just sort of skate around. I don't understand how they don't think that's going to scare the shit out of children. Hey, I have a great idea. Let's have fucking eight-foot puppets skating around with the exact same look on their face and their eyes don't blink for fucking an hour and a half playing weird circus music. You want to take your kid to that? Well, no, I don't think so. I, I would like my kid to become a productive member of society. Um, Jesus Christ, Bill. All right, let's uh, let's read some advertising here for the uh, for the week, and then I'm going to tell you the story about about oh Jesus, this fucking lady who fucking I don't want to get into it because I got I got to put on I put on a happy face for uh, for the advertising. What do we got this week? We got one, two, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. All right, I got five. So I'll do I'll do three and two. All right. All right. Dollar Shave Club, everybody. Um, all right. Oh, Jesus. Before I get into the story about the fucking lady. Let me uh, let's talk. Let's talk some NFL football. Hey, um, <clears throat> so the Patriots lose another one. And I just have one thing to say about that. Woo! I'm actually psyched. I'm psyched that they lost another one. And you know why? You know why I am? Because right now I know all of sports talk radio is completely ignoring the fact that for the past two weeks, Tom Brady has been driving a rental car. All right. The fucking Maserati's in the shop. The Lambo's getting some rims put on it, right? Everybody thinks they're out there beating the Patriots. Who the fuck is he throwing to? If one more fucking Patriot receiver twisted their ankle, I was going to be out there. You know, Tom looking at me with his steely eyes in the huddle. I have that look of doubt like, please don't throw it to me. Please don't throw it to me. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I, you know, I, got, I have too much shit to do. I want to listen to Sports Talk Radio today because, yeah, all the shit that they're going to be talking about. First of all, you know what that, that, gut-wrenching bears loss oh my god is another balding white male i really felt for that kicker um 
you know, but I also like the fact that he had the balls to just walk around without a helmet on being like, yeah, this is what I look like. And God knows as a fucking kicker, I make enough money to get a hair transplant. But you know what? I'm playing the hand I was dealt. To me, that said confidence. To me, said that thing was going right through the fucking uprights. And what did he do? He fucking hooks the thing. And it goes into overtime. So you know every fucking guy on Sports Talk Radio today is stating the obvious. I'll tell you right now, you cannot give teams a second chance in the National Football League. I mean, I mean, I mean, you start doing that shit. I mean, you, you got to hit that. I mean, you got to hit that. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, you, the playoffs are, are, are coming up. I mean, if I'm a coach of the Bears, I could not confidently say that if I get in with field goal range, that I'm not going to go for it on fourth down after that display. I'll tell you right now, if I was a head coach of the Bears, I would be really concerned about the kicking game because if your kicking game is not firing on all cylinders, if you're not on the same page, if you can't dig down deep and strap it on, you're not going to win in the National Football League. Um, so you know what the Patriots right now? They're already... It's hard to worry in New England. They've lost two in a row. It's fucking great. I hope they talk all kinds of shit about the team. I, I am psyched. I am psyched that we have two losses right now. It's fucking perfect. As we're slowly getting more healthy, Edelman's going to come back. Gronk's going to come back. Amendola will go back to being the third fucking choice, right? You know what I mean? We'll get our running backs back. Hopefully, we'll get a couple of offensive fucking linemen back. And uh, we'll go into the playoffs healthy, maybe even as an underdog. <clears throat> At least not with the all I do. An undefeated record is a fucking albatross around your goddamn neck. Everybody gets all amped up. Everybody wants to fucking knock you off. Look at that fucking game with the Saints yesterday that the Panthers played. There's no fucking way the game is that fucking exciting if the Panthers come in with one fucking loss. I'm telling you, it gets people extra amped up. I taped that game. I, I saw the highlights. I'm going to watch it today. Um, I like, I can't even tell you how much I'm rooting for the Panthers to go undefeated unless they play the Patriots in the Super Bowl. But I don't, I don't think we match up well against them, but, um, <clears throat> we do obviously have the experience, but, um, I want to see a team go undefeated, you know? Well, I mean, there's a couple that I don't, but, uh, anybody else other than like two fucking teams, I don't want to see them. Well, is it two? I wouldn't give a shit if the Giants did. I give a shit if the Jets did. I wouldn't give a fuck. Uh, maybe. I don't think I would. Seattle would bug me. Seattle just bugs me. Could one more fucking talking chimp on TV be like, I'll tell you right now, Seattle's a team that no one wants to run into in the playoffs. One guy said that, and then 50 people have said that. I'm literally sitting on it. I'll tell you right now. Seattle Seahawks, he's a one team. It's like, I got it. I got it. We get it. They were in the fucking Super Bowl the last two fucking years. We get it. Yeah, yeah, they know what they're doing. Who doesn't know that? Who wouldn't rather play a team with a shittier fucking coach with less experience? Really? Is that a team that could possibly be dangerous? Thank you for that analysis. I'll tell you right now, I mean, uh, I mean, they were like one play away from winning uh, two times in a row. 
And I'll tell you right now, do, do not be fooled by the Seattle Seahawks record, okay? They, 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 they got off to a slow start. They've had some injuries. They had a lot of, they lost a lot of talent. But I'm telling you, the team is starting to come together. They are starting to gel. And I'm telling you, there is an excitement building in Seattle that I'll tell you right now, I, I wouldn't want to run to. Here's the big thing about Seattle. If they play on the fucking road, I mean, it's it's a complete... I'll tell you, a healthy Marshawn Lynch comes back. A healthy and rested Marshawn Lynch. We got it. We get it. Who doesn't know that they're a good team? My thing is, if they're on the fucking road, there's no way they make it to the Super Bowl. If they have to go on the fucking road, they're not going to make it. You know what I mean? The only way Seattle is truly like Seattle is if they're playing in their own fucking stadium and they have all that extra help from that stadium that makes their fans sound louder than they really are. And I know I'm being a cunt, but, hey, I'm a Patriots fan. If you guys are going to question our entire legacy because we stole some signs and let a cunt's hair with the air pressure out of a fucking ball, I mean, you know, you play every fucking game, every, every home game with that stadium. I'm not going to break your balls back. Fucking unbelievable. Um, they were stealing signs. Yeah, that's what you do. Um, anyways, <laughs> I'm telling you, watch the Baylor, Baylor Bears. You watch when you see four people sending in signals simultaneously. You realize everybody's fucking, no, no, no. It's just the Patriots. Okay, okay. Santa Claus exists. He's up there right now with those little fucking elves making a toy for you. A little fucking birdhouse, right? For you to stick your fucking head in right to that little hole. Um Anyways, but uh, I'm loving the Panthers, man, uh, watching them go undefeated. And it's also how great is it to watch Cam Newton come into his own? And he's like, you know, when Brady and Peyton Manning are gone, and uh, I, the next wave is what? Andrew Luck, uh, Steve Mariotti, whatever the fuck his name is up there in Seattle. I never know the names anymore. I used to know the names. I used to collect football cards. The guy was in two Super Bowls in a row. Uh, what is his, what is his name? Ray Mangini. The fuck is his fucking name? All I know is he's like, all I see is one story or another about how, what a fucking boy scout he is. I actually think he's still in, I think he's in the Weebelows at this point and he's a football player and he actually got into scouting after he started playing football. That's how good a person he is. Heard he called timeout last week to help an old lady get back up to her chair in the fucking upper deck. That's the kind of person that's what this kid is made up of. And I'll tell you right now, that is contagious in the locker room. Um, the fuck is his name? I can't, I can't even fucking remember. You know, you got that kid, Jameson, down in uh, Tampa. You got the other fucking dude there on uh, uh, Titans. But Cam Newton's the dude, man. You know? That guy is the fucking... Well, we know this. What are you going to tell us right now? Seattle's not the fuck. There's a team that no one wants to run into in the fucking playoffs. That's another thing that they always say. I'll tell you right now, this is a 2-7 team that nobody wants to play. Like, what's funny is they always say that nobody ever says, I don't want to play them. Can you imagine if a coach said that after a while? Oh, what do you got next week? Oh, we got the fucking... Uh, we got the 2-7 Jaguars. I'll tell you right now, I don't want to play them. Uh, coach, why don't you want to play him? Because uh, they're the two and seven team that I don't want to play. <laughs> why wouldn't you want to play? The amount of money they make per game, I would fucking play anybody. I'd take an ass kicking. Go ahead, beat the shit out of me. I don't care. Do you realize the the Gucci ice bags that I can fucking buy for my body afterwards? I'll fucking play in a second. My Boston Bruins, my beloved Boston Bruins, are uh, working their way through a West Coast trip right now. 
I had to come from behind twice against Edmonton and then Calgary to uh, get one point. But, uh, you know, they're playing all right. They're playing all right. I'm liking watching them. Um, And I got to tell you, I keep threatening to do it, but I have to do it. Um, Because of a certain team, I'm not going to try and jinx them here, but I'm going to get, I got to get the NBA package. Um, Even if they they don't break the record of the undefeated streak, which I really would love for them to do. Um, You know, come on, man. Steph Curry, I got to start watching this guy every night. Like back in the day, you know what sucks is they didn't have the NHL package. So as much as I got to watch Wayne Gretzky, I didn't get to watch the guy. You know what I mean? There was no national fucking game of the week. I had to wait till like Edmonton played the Bruins. Um, you know, and I'd have to watch the fucking highlights. And he'd have to score like five fucking goals for Bob Lobel to actually even talk about it. Because um, all they would show is basically Bruins highlights. And unless there was a bench-clearing brawl, you wouldn't see it. But the fact that you could watch somebody of uh steph curry's greatness night in and night out like the fact as a sports fan that i'm not fucking doing that because i don't want to drop a hundred bucks is uh that's it's inexcusable as paul verzi would say from the verzi effect it's unacceptable it's fucking unacceptable so um anyways oh let's tell the story about the lady so anyways i um as you guys know, I've been driving a Prius for a long fucking time. For a long fucking time. I got it in 2007. All right? And the great thing about driving an eight-year-old paid-off Prius is that it's an eight-year-old payoff, paid-off Prius. It's taken all the hits. It's taken all the lumps. It looks like a fucking prize fighter 10 years after it fucking retired, you know? And you just see the scar tissue around the eyes. You see the nose has been broken. You can fucking park that thing anyways. So anyways... For years, I've had that, and I've had the old 68 F100. You know what I mean? So the go-to thing was um, my Prius. But if my wife needed the car and I had to drive too, it became a situation because, uh, you know, I don't want someone to steal my truck. It's a classic car. You know, some asshole out here might take it. So there's always, like, questions of where I could take it at night. And a lot of times I would end up just taking a cab. So finally... We've uh, decided, I, I actually went out and I got my wife, you know, I got, her, I got her a car. All right? Nothing too fancy, but nonetheless, it's fucking new and she loves it, right? So now I drive the old car, smart fucking move. She drives the new one. She's happy. She's all cushy. You know what I mean? You keep them cushy. You keep them happy, right? And then when they come at you breaking your fucking balls, you just fucking tear open the curtains and point at the car with your eyebrows up. That's Huh? Really? What is the problem? And then they get mad. You don't, you don't do that just to bring it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Um, so anyways, you know me, okay? I don't go too big when I'm fucking doing that shit. So I, I got, you know, I got a, a nice, comfortable, sensible fucking car, you know, with a couple of gadgets on it or whatever, right? So anyway, so we decided we're going to take it out last night. We're going to somebody's birthday fucking party. And uh, for whatever reason, my wife goes, hey, can we stop off at the supermarket and get flowers? And I go, for what? She goes, well, I feel weird, you know, showing up at a birthday party without, like, bringing anything. I just feel, like, weird. I go, so why would you? You're going to get her flowers? Like, what, was she, she sick in the hospital? Did somebody die, you know? 
What are you getting the flowers for? She goes, we just shut up and let's just go to the supermarket. So I go, fine. I go, you're driving, right? So she drives. We could take her car. I said, hey, should we take the fucking beat up Prius? She goes, no, I want to drive the new car. I said, all right, fine. We'll do that, right? So we drive down the fucking street and uh, we pull into the grocery store. And I'm immediately thinking, don't park next to anybody. Please don't park next to anybody. <clears throat> and lo and behold, she doesn't. She goes, okay. Uh, she goes, I take it you're not going in. I go, no, I'm not going in. I'm not going to stand in line watching you hold flowers and then pay for them. I'll never get that. I'll never get that six minutes back in my life. I'm going to sit here and look at the scores on my phone. So she says, fine. So she goes into the grocery store, and all of a sudden, this dude fucking pulls up and his piece of shit, beat up fucking car that looks like a dinner roll, just the classic four door sedan. His fucking wife is in the passenger seat now we're faced opposite ways you know what i mean we pulled straight uh we pulled in you know did that thing where there's two parking spots and you pull past the first one and into the next one so now it looks like you backed in but you drove into it they came in from the other side and parked right next to me like me and the lady were going to start shooting the shit and she just opens the door until she hits the car looks at me and closes the door and doesn't say anything Okay, and I'm like, what the fuck? So I want to open the door and say something, but the fucking dude's there, and they, I'm so fucking mad. There's no way for me to communicate to the woman in any sort of tone where he's not going to then have to fucking go, oh, yo, what's your fucking problem? And I just sat there, and I, I just decided to just not say anything because I've done it before, and it gets you nowhere. All they do is they go fuck you and give you the finger and you get into a big fuck you, fuck you, screaming and yelling thing. They still open the the fucking door into your car. Like, what do I do? So they fucking walk in there and it literally just like ruined my fucking evening. I just was thinking like, can you have anything nice? Can you fucking have anything nice? The fucking animals. There's people out there that literally when they get out of their car like that, that's completely acceptable to them. Because it's all about them getting their fat ass out of the fucking car. That They know that they've opened the door far enough when they hit your fucking car. I had some woman do that to me like like two, three years ago when my Prius was actually still kind of new. I was actually doing a phoner. Or I had a conference call and I was sitting in my car. She pulls up next to me, just opens a door into my car. Like, boom. Then closes the door, walks into the bank. And I'm like, what the fuck? But I'm on a conference call, right? Talking, talking, talking. She comes walking back from being in the bank opens the door boom into my car again so i go i tell everybody on the phone i go hang on i should have hit mute so i put the window down i go hey i go you just opened your door into my car on the way in and on the way out she just goes well did it leave a mark and i go i don't know why don't you look wake and i I said something something and i told her to wake up you know what she did she goes she gives me she stares me for half a second and then gives me the finger and says fuck you like I'm the asshole. And all I did for the rest of that conference call, other than to apologize for people for, you know, having them listen to that. And then me, of course, looking like a lunatic you don't want to get into business with. All I could fantasize about doing was fucking following her home and just absolutely destroying her car. And I would lie to you. And at some point I didn't think about taking a fucking extension cord, wrapping it around her neck until right before she passed out and then let her up. 
That's how fucking annoyed I was. You know what I mean? Which is why yesterday I'm, I'm a couple years older and I was just like, Bill, don't say anything. Because at the end of the day, they, if they did any damage, they're not going to pay for it. It's not going to stop. She's not going to change. And all you're going to do is possibly get into a situation where the other guy calls you out and says, come on out here so I can beat the shit out of you. And you're not going to get out of the car. You're not going to fight this guy. You're 47 years old. You're going to go out there. You're either going to lose or you're going to win and get sued and you're going to lose. So you just have to sit here and fucking take it. And I sat in that fucking car. Just looking at their car, thinking of, like, I just wanted to fucking, like, you know, if the car was more of a piece of shit, I would just open the car and door into their fucking door. But it's a new car, so I can't do that. Then I'm like, what am I going to do? Am I going to kick the door? Am I going to do it when they're not here? That's a pussy move. You know? I just, there was, there was no way to win. So now I'm in a fucking mood. So then we drive over to go to the birthday party. It's the wrong fucking address. Now I'm in more of a fucking mood. My wife is feeling the fucking tension. So I'm fucking trying to drive over to where we're supposed to be. And all of a sudden I can't make a left. I'm in a pissed off mood. Fuck you. I'm taking a left. As I go through the intersection and make a left, I look over to a right. What's sitting there? A fucking police car with fucking cops sitting right in. And I'm like, ah, fuck. You know, I drive. And of course he stomps on the gas way overreacts the fucking drive right i was literally fucking 10 feet away from the guy turns on the fucking lights so i pull over and he goes uh do you know why i pulled you over no he walks up he goes do you know you can't you made a left back there at the light you know you can't do that i was like yeah yeah i did i did know that i saw the sign and i did it anyways i was mad because this woman opened her door into my new car uh and he goes, all right, let me see your registration. And, you know, we're giving him the fucking shit and everything. So he goes back. You know, I got a big thing. I don't lie to cops when it comes to shit like that. Do you know why I pulled you over? Well, no, no, why? Because I, yeah, I know why. I know why. You know why. And I know that you know that I know why. Oh, I know you know, Norton. So I just say, yeah, yeah, I know why. Because I did that. And I knew I wasn't supposed to do it. I did it anyway because I was in a bad mood. And he ended up coming up to the car, and he was just like, going, all right, you know what? I'm not going to write you up, but don't do that again. And I said, you're going to let me go? And he goes, well, do you want me to give you a citation? I'm like, no. He goes, well, then don't do it again. I said, all right, thank you, thank you. I put it in the glove box, and then I drove away, and I looked at my wife, and I did a fist pump, and I went, white? Um, <laughs> I didn't do that, but... It did cross my mind that she was probably thinking like, because I want to be like, you know, I wanted to brag. Like, see that? You just be honest. And I know she's sitting there giving me those uh, Black Lives Matter eyes. So I couldn't brag in that moment of what a fucking great move I just made. You know? Does that make any sense? All right. Let me get to the questions for the week. Um, I didn't do this right. I do this every fucking week with my stupid combination. I can't talk and do my combination at the same fucking time. Just, I just need you guys to be quiet. Uh-huh. There it is. There it is. Okay, here we go. All right. Let's. Oh, before I get into that, uh, the questions for the week. Let me do. Um, let me do the uh, the last two reads for this week. All right. All right. That'll be enough of that. Okay. Now what we got here? All right. All right. All right. Oh, before um, before I get into the uh, the questions for this week, uh, here's an opportunity to do something nice. For some people uh, during the holiday season. All right. Children's hospital information. Uh, comedian. 
Steve Simone, uh, he's a comic and podcast host on the All Things Comedy Network, has been visiting the Children's Hospital and spending some, a lot of his free time there. Uh, he's had the chance to meet some great kids in some really rough spots, and Steve's goal is to keep them in good spirits and make sure they have as much fun as any kid should have during this time. Uh, there are a few kids in particular who's become particularly close with as they need some serious help. So here we go. Um, there's a kid, William, who's battling cancer. His mother is recovering from cancer. His father was recently in a car accident and is on disability. This is not a good times episode. I swear to God, this is actually happening to somebody. Uh, no, no lie. They're soon, soon they're going to be homeless. All right. So the money raised will go directly towards paying their rent and making sure they have a home at least through the holidays. Um, the kid with cancer is only four years old. He suffers from a rare disease called ALD. Last week, oh God, this is brutal. Last week, he received a second bone marrow transplant. Uh, this Christmas, when he wakes up in the hospital, we want to have him surrounded by toys. And uh, I have no doubt that Santa is real and um, actually have a home to go back to. So now that I got all the sadness out of the way, um, I'm going to share a link on Facebook and Twitter. You know, donate a dollar, whatever you can do. We've already raised a thousand bucks. Our goal is only three grand. Uh, the new goal is somewhere north of uh, ten grand if we can, so they can actually stay there for the entire year. Um, all the money will go directly to the quality of life um, items for the kids. No middleman. We'll give updates and uh, whatever you guys donate, I'm going to try to match. Unless you fucking send some ridiculous amount of fucking money, that I, you know what the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm not, not going to go bankrupt here. All right, but I'm going to throw in a sizable amount of money, too. Uh, wait, do we have the fucking link? Oh, we're going to share the link on Facebook and on Twitter. All right, there we go. Sorry about that, guys. I usually don't do stuff like that, but it is uh, it is a great thing to do. Um, and unlike a lot of charities, this is actually going to go directly to the people that need the help, which is what I've always said here on this podcast, as opposed to going into the pink twat infrastructure and getting reduced and then spitting out, you know, a couple of coins on the other side. This is actually going to go directly to this, uh, this wonderful family. All right. All right. Here we go. Questions for the week. Uh, hockey and football. Bill, who's your underdog pick for the Stanley Cup this year? Oh, the Boston Bruins. We're going to gel right after the All-Star break. Uh, the underdog. Well, you can't say the Kings of the Blackhawks. Guys, I'm so fucking busy. I can't, I can't give you an intelligent one. I w- underdog would be uh, maybe the Canadians. They definitely have the goaltender, but I just I don't believe in the East, the Eastern Conference. Um, I guess an underdog, I would say, would be the Dallas Stars if they had enough in the tank to get past. Well, you figure, hope with any luck, the Blackhawks and Kings would face each other and they'd knock one one or the other out, but I don't think that's going to happen. They'd probably be, you know, top two seeds, so you'll probably have to go through both of them. Uh, yeah, maybe Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars in the West, and then I would say the fucking uh, Canadians in the East. How about that? Yeah, there's two safe picks. All right. Um, some people think Casey... Oh, how about the Super Bowl? Some people think Casey's D could, could get them far. Casey's not winning shit. They're not winning the fucking Super Bowl. Cincinnati's not winning it. They're not winning it. I think it's coming in the West. I think if the Packers... I don't know. How do you not say the fucking Carolina Panthers? I know they're like a young team, but like I believe in Cam Newton's swagger. I don't think it's an act like that dude in Seattle is always jumping up and down, screaming and yelling, saying how fucking great he is. To me, that's a massive inferiority complex that he that he compensates with a huge fucking ego, right? 
I think Patrick Peterson's every bit as good as Sherman. You know, he doesn't need to jump around. He just fucking does his job. Um, maybe he's got to scream like that because it's so loud in that stadium. Um, anyways, I like the Panthers. I believe in Cam Newton. I don't think he's afraid of the fucking moment. I just think that. I'll tell you right now, you got to have a guy with that kind of confidence. You win and you win. You win, you win. I, I, even though they're undefeated, they're not really like an underdog. But I think in a lot of ways, people are going to think that they're an underdog. Because Seattle, you got to respect them. They went there the last two fucking years. And who's kidding who? If they handed it off to Marshawn Lynch, were we really going to stop him again? You know? They fucked it up. They screwed the pooch last year. Slash Malcolm Butler made one of the great defensive plays of all fucking time. Um, still wasn't a bad call as far as uh, considering 60% of the time it was a touchdown and the other 40% it was like incomplete passes. That was the only interception of the goddamn year. Um, and I would feel bad for Pete Carroll, but uh, as a Patriots fan, because he doesn't get shit for being a fucking cheater, uh, and we do, then I don't. I don't have any sympathy for them. So fuck him. Old Sneaky Pete, he could get in there again. Um, yeah, I, so I, I still think in a weird way that the Panthers are an underdog just because uh, they are a young team. Um, and I'm going to be safe. I have no fucking idea. What do you want me to say, Tampa? Do I really? I, I don't believe in any. I think that the... Uh, the Patriots are in trouble unless we get healthy, obviously. Uh, I mean, we lost to the Broncos without fucking Peyton Manning. So I think that kind of lets you know where we're at right now. Um, so I don't know. I don't fucking, I don't, I don't fuck guys. I don't, I don't watch it to that level. I have no fucking idea. What else did he ask me? Um, I don't know. If I'm, I'm really becoming a Panthers fan though. I like the Panthers. I like the Saints. I don't know what it is. Those fucking... Is that the NFC South? I don't know what the fucking teams those are, but I, I really like both of them, and I'm liking the fact that Tampa Bay is getting good. Um, I don't know. I like new people that are good, and I just always like the Saints because they sucked my whole life, and I love that fucking city. And I also think the Superdome is one of the original domes out there, one of the great ones, and uh, I, they refurbished the whole thing, and it's the shit now. It's got the Mercedes-Benz emblem on the side of it. So many of the stadiums are at jobbing.com and these fucking horrific names. They got the Mercedes-Benz emblem on it. That's, that's the shit. So anyways, there you go. How about that? I danced around that. I just, I just exposed myself for how little football I've watched this year. I've been fucking busy. I got this cartoon coming out, man. This is my shot. <laughs> All right. Uh, car shopping. Billy, oh, Billy. I'm shopping around for a car for my wife as well. Me and my friends were talking about what the first question should be for the salesman. Do you have a first question? Uh, yeah, I'll steal what my brother says. Yeah, whatever his name is. Hey, Randy, what's the real price on this car? Uh, he goes, I feel like it sets a precedent for the whole wheeling and dealing. My top choice is how much under invoice can you sell me this car? Uh, I've paid under invoice. It's not a crazy thing. Lots of times... Um, oh, you're saying for like before the options you've paid under that? Well, what the fuck were you buying and when did you buy it? I've never done that. My big line is what's the out-the-door price? And by out-the-door, I mean everything. The warranty, the tax, everything. The final number that I'm paying you. And I, and I just have the number. I just go. I always, what I always do is I always go. I always pitch like two grand above is it called sticks? Well, not not the not the one after all the options. It's that first number before they add the options. I always I always go two grand. Uh, 
um, above that number. And I'm probably still getting fucked. I always get like, I always get half a dick fucking thrown my way. I always do, you know. Um, I always get fucked a little bit, but I actually enjoy the process. Like, I have fun with it. Um, each time I get fucked a little bit less. Like, I did, I did real well on this one, I felt. And, uh, but who knows? You always feel like you're going to turn around and see them all laughing, slapping each other on the back, and then they're going to quickly stop and, uh, you know, sharpen a pencil as you look at them, you know, you know, after you leave. But uh, I, I would just, I don't know, read up on it, watch some YouTube videos. I had, I had a lot of fun this time because I didn't give a fuck and I wasn't trading in the Prius. So I just kept saying that. I just kept saying, listen, dude, like we'd like to buy this car, but we don't need to. I mean, I can get in that car right there, and it, it drives great, man. It's a Toyota, you know? I've kept it maintained. It's all beat up. I can park it. Nobody's going to steal a fucking eight-year-old Prius. It's a goddamn gem out there. So I had the guy laughing. So I go, look, this is what I want, right? So he goes, and he fucking, you know, grab asses with his manager and comes back. He's not even close. And he comes back with this big grin on his face. He goes, I'll tell you, this, this is a great deal. This is a great deal. And I just go, for who? Oh, you? I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. At this point, if you look around the table, you're the only guy smiling. Then he kind of went like, I I, I can't pay that. I can't pay. I got a check in my pocket right fucking now. I will, I will, and I tell my wife to, you know, and you always got to send your wife. If you bring your wife is a good thing because they think it's a weakness, right? Okay, and you got to get your wife on the same page. And at some point, you got to tell your wife to screw. Okay, you do it in a respectable way, but with with a dash of Archie Bunker. Be like, honey, go, go, uh, do me a favor. Could you just go, uh, you know, go look over the cars over there, blah, blah. You make it look like you got this old school fucking relationship. Like she actually has dinner prepared when you come home. All right. And as much as your wife isn't going to like in that moment, that feeling, it works good for you in the negotiation because now it gives this guy the perception that you actually are making decisions in your relationship because they buy on the fact that the emotion of the female, but I like it. <laughs> Right? When you send them off and just be like, look, I want to get this car for my wife. All right? But I'm not a dope. This is what I'm paying. Okay? This is what I am paying. I'm willing to pay this. If you get me this number, I'm going to buy this car today. You're going to make a sale. And you're never going to have to look at this car again. That's the deal. That's my number. Okay? Dude, my brother's amazing at it. He always comes in. His, his line is he comes in. And it just, he always gets the guy's name, and I feel like that gives him power. He'd be like, what's your name? And the guy would be like, uh, Stephen. And he goes, Stephen, you see this right here? This is a large coffee, an extra large coffee. That's what he says. You know why I got this? He goes, because this is going to be a long negotiation until I'm going to get what I want. <laughs> he comes hard right out of the fucking gate. And he's like a fucking... A comic that never stops writing. I used to, when we were kids, we used to go down to uh, car dealerships and pretend that we were going to fucking, this is way back in the 80s, we used to pretend that we were going to uh, buy a car so we could test drive all these cars. And my brother used to just fuck with all these salesmen. I used to do it with him and I used to do it with another one of my, another one of my friends one day. We skipped school, high school, and we went down and we said that we were seniors in high school, which we were. We said we were we were stepbrothers. It was hilarious. You know, I had like fucking fire engine red hair and my butt my buddy was like fucking six two, you know, looked like a movie star, all tall, dark, handsome. We looked nothing alike. So we said we were stepbrothers. 
And initially the salesman looked at us like, what the fuck? And we said that uh, we were both going to be going to the same college next year and that our parents were going to buy us a, uh, buy us a vehicle to share. And they're both really busy and they told us to come down and uh, pick out a car. So immediately they thought that we were a couple of fucking rich kids and that we didn't know shit. So, you know, we went down, we took out a Chrysler Laser. I remember we took out the Chrysler Laser and I think that that guy actually knew. No, the LeBaron. It was like the LeBaron. I remember the big deal was it had a digital speedometer, which we thought was fucking amazing in like fucking 1986 or seven, whenever the fuck we did it. So um, my biggest thing and and and. The thing that I learned is when you go in there, um, you have to be prepared to walk. You have to know the number that you're going to pay and um, and to definitely go in there and have fun. And, uh, when, that, and when the salesman tries to buddy-buddy with you and do all that type of shit, I mean, I don't know, there's a couple different ways you can play it. You can laugh along with them or you can just kind of stare back at them and just literally... Dude, my brother would literally just be like, uh, like, Steve, I'm not here to try to like, you know listen to jokes like this isn't a funny thing here i know what goes on down here and i don't want to be a part of it you understand this is what i'm paying and, and like dude how great is this? this is an extra large coffee do you know why i got this because this is going to be a long drawn out negotiation until i get what i want that's a fucking classic um all right so once again, I really didn't give you any information. I, I'm still learning what to do, but I, I used to be really intimidated by it. But this last one, somewhere in the middle of the negotiation in my wife's car, I actually really started having fun and realized the power that I had. And um, I just said, I'm not paying any more than this. I'm not paying any more than this. And then I got the number that I wanted. And then I... I went, and then when I went to get the warranty, they tacked that on, and I was like, don't, and then they tacked on the tax, don't, so I ended up getting fucking two right there, Fred, so I still got fucked, but now I know, I know for the next time, it's like bombing as a comedian, so I had him, I had him dead to rights, and we let him off the hook, so I still, I still, I, I, I still got fucked, um, but you know, at least this time I had fun, <laughs> Um, so watch, watch out for that. I would just say, you know, know the number that you want and make sure you just say the out the door price and make sure that you say that this includes the warranty and all the bullshit and the tax, everything. This is the final fucking number. I walk out, I get the car, you washed it, the whole goddamn thing. This is the number. You have to say that repeatedly, repeatedly. Um, and that's where I fucked up. All right. You know what? I'm man enough to admit it. All right, Thanksgiving pie. Oh, Billy. Oh, speaking of which, everybody, I, I made the uh, the pie crust video. Like promised, the pie crust video has been made. Um, I dressed up like a baker. Um, we went all out. So that thing should be edited and done in the next couple of days. So hopefully at, towards the end of the week, um, you can watch old Billy Freckles fucking make a pie crust. And you can maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe show another side of yourself. Maybe you have that beautiful woman, you know, the Sally to your Harry, right? All of a sudden see you as something else. And all of a sudden there's mistletoe, you know, she had a slice of pie. The sugar's going through the roof. Her emotions are a little off. She doesn't know what she's thinking. You move in. The next thing you know, she decides to spend her life with you, right? That poor woman. Um, you guys ever hear that Tears for Fears, uh, women, woman in chain, women in chains, woman in chains? Something like that. My drum teacher was telling me about because Phil Collins plays drums and he plays this great drum fill in the end. 
you know, both like a minute left or something where he just goes over the bar line and ends on the Ando one. And it's just classic fucking awesome Phil Collins drum, drum fill too. That song is the most pandering fucking song I've ever heard in my fucking life written by a guy to women in general. It's just like, will you not get enough pussy at the end of your fucking show? Ugh. When he starts singing, so free her. Okay. And at one point he just starts going, men are stone. Men are stone. Men are stone. Unfucking believable. Men are shit. It's just so fucking. I listen to that song, blown away by Phil Collins drumming while laughing hysterically the way he says men are stone he sounds like he's gonna start crying you know what i mean i don't know i mean i got a lot of nerve all the sexist shit that i say but it's just i don't that's but i mean it's another reason why i fucking do it there's nobody policing the other fucking side but i guess it is a guy doing it so i don't know I don't know, he's a weird looking guy anyways. Even though he's a fucking rock star, he still had to fucking, he still had to put the old fucking, please give me some pussy out there. Anyways, Thanksgiving pie. Billy boy, I baked a couple of pumpkin pies after being inspired by your recent podcast. I was invited to a friend's house for Thanksgiving and there happened to be a really cool girl there. Well, let me tell you, it didn't hurt that I was the guy who made the pies. That's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling you. There's this weird thing about women where they want you to be a guy, but as much as a fucking, if you just show that on some level that you can also, you're not afraid to look like a pussy. I don't know what it is. It melts them a little bit. He goes, uh, the compliments started building up. I brushed them off like it was no big deal. That's the way you play it. You go Patrick Peterson. You don't go Richard Sherman like, yeah, I made those pies. I'm the best pie maker. You don't do that shit. You just, yeah, you know, it's my job. It's what I do. So questions came in like, do you bake a lot? Were answered with no. This was just a first attempt. Hopefully they'll they'll get better. Ah, dude, you're crushing it. Good man. He goes to which the crowd responded with, get out of here. Oh, my God, it's great. Oh, this dude's just reeling them in. The fish are jumping into the boat at this point. I love this guy. He goes, talking to the girl later was much easier and came off totally competent. Uh, I thought you were going to say natural. Uh, what girl doesn't want to know slash date a guy who could pull that off? Thanks for the assist. Ah, somebody scored a goal that night. He's heating up. It's going on a little bit of a run. See that? I'm telling you right now, all of that stuff. Remember that bit I used to do? What are you, a fag? How guys always say that. Anytime you do anything remotely like that, I'm telling you right. Fuck it. Who gives a shit? what what your guy friends are saying okay i'm telling you right now it's women love that shit they love that shit if you have a garden i'm gonna make every guy in the podcast right now be like oh ugh, just make feel uncomfortable as a man if you have a fucking garden right if you fucking know how to bake what is something else you know what I mean? If you actually learned how to sew and you sewed a button back on your shirt, I don't know how you weave that into conversation. I don't have those skills. But if they knew that, you know how to sew? Like, they just find that the last thing they want is another to talk to another fucking guy sitting there with a the bud tall talking about why the Patriots, it's good that they're 14 and 2. Basically, everything that I do. 
Yeah, the last thing they need. Duh, uh, fuck it. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you right now, fucking Seattle, no one's player. Oh, he's on my fantasy team. Like, that's literally... I, 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 don't, I can't speak for women, but I would think that them hearing that is literally like you approaching a woman where you're like, oh, my God, she's beautiful. And as you walked up, she's going like, oh, my God, Real Housewife Kardashian. Oh, the shoes are on sale. And you just immediately just, ugh, your dick just fucking starts looking the other way. Like, no, nah, I, I can't. Oh, I mean, I'll do it. Who's getting who? But, you know, <laughs> one and done. One and done. This is not a home and home. Okay. All right. Girlfriend had sex with another guy. Oh, Jesus. Hey, Bill, I'm a huge fan of yours from the country of Georgia, not the state. All right, I know where that is in Eastern Europe. Um, is that that cluster of countries? Uh, no, that's the one that Russia every once in a while when they get annoyed, they drive a couple of tanks into, isn't it? Isn't that every country over there in the Eastern Bloc? All right, here we go. So here's my story. I have a girlfriend. We know each other almost... Oh, I love these guys. We know each other almost five years. And we've been friends all of these all of these times until we discovered our mutual love and affection. Is there anything better than the way fucking people in Eastern Europe speak? They, first of all, they speak in English, which is tremendous. That's amazing. I wish I could be bilingual. I just don't have the fucking patience. Um, and I also love that they don't have the word for the, so they don't use it. And it just makes everything sound so much for, so much more direct. We've been friends all these times until we discovered our mutual love. Affection four months ago, and now she is my girlfriend. I study in Poland. She studies in Germany. So that means we don't see each other frequently, but we had our business time a lot. I think that means banging each other. A few days ago, my girlfriend told me that she was on MDMA. Oh, that's a drug, I guess. But to be clear, drug did not pull the trigger for her to make such a thing. I'm sorry, man. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to go with your English here. I don't know. I know MDMA isn't isn't that well. DMT is that one that makes you fucking go into another dimension. I don't know what MDMA is. I don't want to know. Anyways, uh, my girlfriend told me she was on MDMA the previous night and had sex with a random fucking guy she was crying and shaming herself on the phone telling me that she is wrong loves me i'm the special one for her and she told me that now it's my decision how our relationship will go on bill i want to hear your advice on on these point the thing is that i really love her and my love is higher than that fucking sexual act which she had with that random fucking dude Bill, I want to hear your advice and what would be your approach in my position. Fuck you and eat a bag of shit. <laughs> P.S. Love you from Georgia, country, not the state, and sorry for my grammar mistakes. Dude, you crushed your fucking English. I can't do that. I, I can barely write that well in my own my own language. All right, what to do here? What to do? What to do? Um, all right, obviously my gut just says you got to get rid of her. Uh, you know, when you're not around, she's going to be on drugs, going to raves and fucking a random guy. Um, she does give points for actually telling you that. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what to do. This is hard. This is hard because you said that you actually love her and to the level that you could look past that. But dude, 
I would say watch Casino and see De Niro's relationship with Sharon Stone. I mean, do you have a potential for getting involved in that? Um, I don't know if you can forgive somebody for that. Uh, okay, but if it happens again, um, you guys don't live near each other. And then she goes to raves and does drugs and fucks somebody. Um, dude, I think at the very least you need to take a break. I think maybe you should just take a break and be like, I need to sort this out. And when she says why, and it'd be like, well, because what you did fucked me up so bad that I had to send an email to a podcast on the other side of the planet to try and get advice. That's why. So, um, you sound like you're young. She sounds like she's young. God knows there's plenty of fish in the sea that wouldn't do fucking whatever the fuck she just did. Uh, I got to put this back in your court, dude. Like just being where I'm sitting and the fact that there's, there's distance between the two of you. I just don't see this thing working out. You're in Poland, she's in Germany, and while in Germany goes to a party, does drugs, and fucks somebody else. Um, I don't know. That just sounds like the tip of the iceberg, dude. I think you got to pull the cord. Uh, that's what I would say as a friend. And I think if I was in that situation, you would say that to me too because you weren't emotionally involved in it. However, people are human. They do make mistakes. Uh, you know this woman better than I do. If you feel like it's worth it, give her another chance. But I would sit on this thing for about at least six weeks. Uh, I wouldn't have contact with her. And I would just try to get yourself back into you and not the us mode. And after six weeks or something, I don't know. I, I think you really got to like, uh, you got to, you got to, you got to. This isn't one of those, well, all right, you know, all right, shake it off. Um, that's what I would do, okay? And like I said, what the fuck do I know? Um, and I'm sorry that that happened to you, man. That's fucking brutal. Um, you know, I've been there, and I've made both decisions. I've stayed in it and then got burned again, and I have walked and then thought, what if? So, uh, ah, that sucks right around the holidays, too. Jesus Christ. Anyways, let's plow ahead. Uh, girlfriend wants me to quit a uh, quit job. Dear Bill, I'm in a very strange yet fortuitous situation. My girlfriend and likely soon fiancé inherited a large sum of money. She has asked me to quit my job and travel with her for a year. Uh, I'm in a very strange situation. My girlfriend inherited a large sum. She's asked me to quit my job and travel with her for, for a year. Yeah, yeah, fuck no. 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 What are you out of your fucking mind? Well, wait a minute. What kind of job do you have? All right, let me finish this. This is amazing, of course. However, I don't want to leave my job permanently. I have a great job in, in sound engineering, and I'm not sure it would be available to me after a year long absence. Yeah. It seems like a no brainer, but I'm definitely apprehensive. Can you help me? Weigh the pros and cons. Thanks. Yeah, you're going to fucking throw your goddamn career away 
for one fucking year on the goddamn dude. You're going to spend a fucking year on the road with the same person. Jesus fucking Christ. Johnny Appleseed did it solo. Marco Polo did it solo. I'm telling you, take a fucking hint. Dude, bands travel like that for a fucking year. They travel the world for a fucking year, living their dream, not quitting their jobs, and most bands don't make it through. And they're not even involved in an intimate relationship like, you know, couple thing. It's a business relationship, and they don't even make it. I think to save your fucking relationship, you don't go. You're going to be fucking sick of each other, and you're going to have no fucking job to go back to? This could be the end of your relationship. Just say, listen, I would love to go to it, but like, I mean, don't say this, that other shit I just said, but dude, just be like, honey, not for nothing. I, I don't work at a fucking, you know, a juice bar. I'm an engineer. Okay. I'm designing bridges and shit. All right. I got a job here that is going to, that's going to make us financially secure for the rest of our fucking lives. And I know that you just inherited a large sum of money, but Jesus Christ, where, where can we put that? Where can we put that legitimately, safely, that we are, are 100% guaranteed to not lose it in the future? I know in my country, you stick it in the stock market, you might as well put it on a crap table. I know you stick it in a bank, they're going to give you half percent interest, and for all you know, that bank goes under and gets bought out by a bigger bank, and everybody's too big to fail, and you're in that fucking line standing there next to a farmer with your little fucking, you know, your little book. Like Johnny Depp in uh, that fucking drug movie that he made. The fuck was it called? Jesus Christ, I saw it twice. And he gives those people all that, all that money and then they gave him a little fucking book. And he goes, I gave him, you know, he goes, I gave him fucking whatever, 10 million in cash. And they gave me a book with a number on it. And what's hilarious is that cash represents gold that you can't claim anymore. So you just basically gave them a bunch of piece of paper. The whole fucking thing is a lie. The only thing that you can count on is money still coming in. All right? And that's what you get with your engineering job. So I would not quit it. I would not. I would say, listen, if you want to take a couple of long vacations, absolutely. But, uh, you know, this is my career. And, you know, if she gives you shit, it would just be like, listen, sweetheart, if I, if I, had a, if I didn't have a career, if I had nothing going on, I would do this in a second. I would love to see the world with you. I would love to spend 365 fucking days with you in a row. Oh, my God. Doesn't that sound like fun? Um, dude, nobody is meant to spend that much, that amount of time with one another. They're, they're just, it's, nobody is. There's not a, like, there's, there's nobody I fucking know other than myself that I could spend that amount of time with. 365 days in real. And the only reason why I could do it with myself is I don't have the option of leaving myself unless I try and meditate, you know, and float across the fucking room. You don't get that wonderful feeling of leaving your body. And then you start thinking, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And then that ruins the meditative thing. And then you're sucked right back into yourself. All right. All right. You know what? That's the podcast, everybody. Hey, if you'd like, hey, if you'd like to donate to this podcast, you know what? Don't, don't donate to the, uh, to the uh, the kids we were talking about earlier that are sick this time of year, it's a great fucking thing to do. Donate it, give it. Don't give it to Bill. Give it to William. We're gonna tweet the link. Uh, that's the podcast. Go fuck yourselves. Don't take any shit, and I'll check in on you on Thursday.
What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Anything Better podcast, uh, NFL edition, and we are talking about week number 14, which seems absolutely insane that we're already on week 14. Paul, where uh, is the fall going? Dude, I can't believe there's only four weeks left. Is anything more sad than like when you know it's the last week of NFL and then you just got to hope that your basketball team does well? Um, guys, we got a great show. Got some really good uh, good picks. Got some got some sports news that I need to talk about uh, before we get into this. But um, before anything, we have to shout out our great sponsor. It's the BetMGM sponsor, everybody. Um, you guys know how to do it. You've been watching the show for a long time. To get the best lines, go to BetMGM. All you got to do is download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on your phone. Okay, sign up using bonus code BURR, that's B-U-R-R, and deposit at least $10 into your BetMGM Sportsbook account. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets Jesus if the bet Christ. loses. Yes. So if the bet loses, your bonus bets will uh, be available once your initial wager is settled, guys. So 10 bucks, have some fun, and uh, hope you're enjoying the picks. It was a very successful week for our show. Um, I believe nobody went under 500. Bill went three and one. I went two and two. I know Andrew and, was- and Jake the Snake went four and zero. Oh. Jake the Snake went four and zero. Oh. So we gave you a total of twelve and four last week, guys. Uh, but we had a rough one with that under over <laughs> for the Monday night special. Oh yeah. Oh, I watched <laughs> that clip. That did not age well. You're like, dude, J- Jacksonville's winning the game. The Jacksonville's they're winning the game. That's what. <laughs> I'll tell you what I was so fucking wrong about. I saw this guy on Instagram going like the 49ers are going to beat the shit out of the, they're just winning that game. They're going to beat the crap. Out of them. I've never been more. That's that is the most wrong I've been about any game of the, they weren't even in the same class. Dude. I haven't seen an old school beating like that in a long time. I'll tell you the last time I saw it. Well, week one, when, my team, but no, when the, the, no, when you, when it was like two big teams, oh man, this is going to be a heavyweight battle. And one team just goes, no, man, you're not even in our class. When the Patriots beat the Rex Ryan's Jets, oh, we yeah. beat the shit out of them in December. But then what happened, Paul? Yeah. The playoffs, they came back to our house and they beat us. Wow. Now, those yeah. are two completely different teams with completely different players, but this is a sports show. So I have to act like that's something to be concerned about. You know, yeah. Well, you know what's funny is the the forty. You know, historically though, speaking, it's seventy two degrees. The Jets have not. I hate when they do that. The 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 49ers actually said that though. The 49ers go. This game is not going to be a good game. They, they go. We're a better team, and we're going to show it. And they fucking did. <laughs> they did. No, that was that yeah. was like uh, that was one of those look away. I mean. Dude, that was one of those where the other team looked like, oh, man, we have some – maybe things aren't that good. Like, that was – I tell you what blows my mind is every time you watch an Eagles home game, you always see there's, like, fucking people in the crowd with the other team's jersey on. You know what I mean? I can't believe it. I don't have any sympathy for those people. No. No. The same way when there's a fucking hurricane and the Coast Guard says stay home and some fucking idiot goes out surfing or fucking goes, you know, splashing in the waves. I don't have any sympathy for you. Nope. Stay home. I wouldn't go to a any sporting event with my jersey on away on the road. And I was talking to these people. They were Minnesota Twin fans. And uh, he was like a fan of my comedy. He went with his wife back in the day. And he, I, I saw him later. And he goes, 
Yeah, he goes, it just kind of ruined our time. We were wearing all our twin stuff at Yankee Stadium, and people were yelling. He goes, I had a red hood on, a red hoodie on, and they were calling me Little Red Riding Hood. And he goes, it just ruined my time. And I wanted to go like, yeah, man, like just wear a neutral color and enjoy baseball. Like, Why would you do that? Because they're from the Midwest. They're drunk assholes that are going to fucking ruin your time, dude. They're, they're from the Midwest. They come out there. They pretend they're not racist. They don't have, a, oh, oh, how are you? Have you gone to the mall? And they act like they're these really nice people. They're not. But <laughs> mid, nobody's better at pretending that they're nice, decent human beings than people from the Midwest. But those people are out of their fucking minds. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. They they're, got they, that. You know, uh, those are like... Uh, yeah, Look, dude, split, Slipknot's from out there. You ever listen to that fucking music? <laughs> that band never made sense to me as far as where they came from until I went to uh, I went to Iowa in February, and I was like, I get it, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> they kind of got like that Canadian thing where Canadians act nice, but Canadians are not nice. They're really passive aggressive, and they talk Super a lot. Passive of- aggressive. Oh, yeah. dude. And the game they embraced like is the only game that that of the four major sports we can just beat the shit out of somebody and go sit down for five minutes and keep playing. Oh, hey, you want to have a pint? Hey, oh, we're glad you're visiting. Hey, you fucking hate oh, us. Oh, if you need any if you need any advice for some uh, food spots, I'll let oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Fucking lunatics. Um, I got to talk about this real quick because this is the biggest thing that's happened to my team in a long time. The New York Yankees signing Juan Soto last night is uh, as big as you could get. One of the biggest left-handed bats in baseball. Um, the Yankees were like, after not making the play, that's the one good thing about being a Yankee fan. And when you don't make the playoffs is they just fly off the handle and make a move, spend money they shouldn't spend, <laughs> but it makes the fans happy. So, uh, we'll yeah, see. You guys got a lot. You got, uh, um, what's his face from us too. Uh, our, our left, our left oh, fielder. Alex Verdugo. Alex, uh, Verdugo. Yeah. Yeah. He, I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of them. Is he a good ball player? Yeah, he, you know what he is too. He's also a, he's a great presence in the clubhouse too. He's gonna be he'll immediately be a favorite. He's just he's just, he, yeah that that was a hard one for, for Red Sox fans. But we've just fucking we've watched everybody leave. He was part of the Mookie Betts deal, so now we've like uh, got nothing out of the Mookie Betts deal. Now we've basically I think that was the last remnant of it, uh, okay. major piece anyway. So uh, uh, so we start over again. So you guys are going back to what you did before. You know, you tried, Paul. For you know what you got, I'll give it to the Yankees. You guys actually tried to win with what you had, like a lot of people, you know, have done over the years. You're like, yeah, it's too hard. <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh, Hal Steinbrenner or is it Hal, Hal Steinbrenner kept hearing he's not like the old man. The old man would have fucking lost it and fired people, and they did, and then they didn't make the playoffs. And I how think do you, you guys kept? De- you must need help in pitching, though. You got a couple of bats. Well, we got the Cy Young. We got what's his name had a great season. Garrett Cole. Uh, oh, he did. Okay, dude. You know what was crazy is I was in Brian Cashman's box. I was in Brian's Cashman's box. Hey, stay away from his wife. Okay, it's my hey. manager. No, he wasn't in there. Oh, okay. Uh, and all of a sudden, I see Omar Minaya in there, and they got Omar Minaya in there to be like, you know, he was he's like a, a legendary scout and all this, and he was with the the Mets when they went to the World Series, and he's from Queens, and I'm in there. It's just me and him. And he's eating sushi and he's talking and I'm telling him I'm a comedian. I'm telling him all this stuff. And we, we had a great talk. I'm like, dude, when they put your name through the mud on the fan, like, are you? And he's like, nah. he's like, because you know what? He goes, I got it. When it's good about me, I got to take I like that. So when it's bad, I'll take that. Right. We're talking. I hear him. This is amazing. Actually, I hear him in the you know, the way suites are next to suites. 
But when you yes. come out on the ledge, you could see the suite right next to that suite. Yeah. The Yankee president, Randy Levine, is down, comes down from the other suite, and Omar Minaya is in our suite, and I hear them talking. And, like, the game's over. The Yankees aren't in the playoffs. This is a meaningless game. We're down five runs. And I actually hear Omar Minaya say to the Yankee president, he's like, yeah, they're having a business talk in front of me as people are like a few of us because it was an empty thing except us. What did they say? And he goes, he goes, we need two left bats here. He goes, if we get two more lefty bats in here on this current roster, and I'm listening to one of the best baseball scouts tell the president, and he's like, we need two. And then all of a sudden I'm hearing like the Soto thing and they're trying to get another one. And I'm going, holy shit. Like I was listening to this conversation and then we get Juan Soto. So, so that was your problem. The bats, it wasn't pitching. I always feel if you have a bad season, it's, you know, it's pitching. No, but what's it called? We had um, our, our first baseman, uh, Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo, was a great lefty bat, especially for Yankee Stadium. He went down with a concussion, and he was out for months, and that lo- losing that bat really hurt us. So I think having lefty bats in there, especially a guy like Soto, who's dangerous. Um, yeah, well, we, Paul, we'll what get- more do you need? You play in a wiffle ball park. Hey, man. I mean, like, how, how much further? What, what more do they got to fucking do down there? And it's like, yeah, so let's get some more lefty bats. <laughs> You know, um, just right. fucking with you, Paul. Oh, uh, how about Paul Verzi? Shout out to Paul Verzi. You just named like 10 guys I've never even heard of. Fucking Omar Moreno's up there talking to the fucking, you know, Mikey Rizzo. Who's Dude, over there talking of- to the president. I haven't heard one of a scout. No, Paul, I don't. I have a fucking life. I, I don't have time to know what the fucking scouts names are. Oh my! But some people, you know, you know they're, 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 they're three million dollars over the cap. It's like, how do you fucking know that? How do you have the time in your fucking day to know that? It's just this is all know. jealousy, Paul. It's all jealousy because <laughs> the stomach flu went through my fucking house. I've been up to my armpits and fucking shit and pee. There, the there, there it is. There it is. We see, Paul. The old me. The old me wouldn't get to the root of the problem. God bless you, Paul. Enjoy that new left-handed bat. You know when you're eating your fucking uh, tater tots and. Down by all those fucking empty seats nobody can afford. <laughs> that stupid fucking stadium. I remember when that stadium was built. You're like, Bill, it's it's almost too much. Ugh, I had to go for a walk after you said that. <laughs> Did I say that? Yeah, you sounded like you were talking about your wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> I felt too pretty. Uh, um, they got sushi and steakhouse. They got sushi. Right. You can fucking buy a timeshare on the mezzanine level. <laughs> <laughs> That's the the fuck that park fucking sucks because Yankees the old Yankee Stadium had the one of the greatest most iconic fucking sounds in the playoff when MLB yeah. would mic that fucking thing up and you yeah. guys would start cheering with two strikes I I mean I hate as a Red Sox fan to say it, it was fucking iconic and yeah. now they have it's like nine million dollars per seat. You guys look like you're in last place even when you're in first place. There's nobody at the game. I got to blow my nose. I I apologize. I don't like the stadiums that are open the whole way around. It used to be you walk through the fucking tunnel or you walk through that thing and then you see the field. It was like the field was this magical thing that you had to get to. And now when you get in the stadium, you can see it all around. I will say this, though. The 1923 replica of how it exactly looked when you're sitting, I do like. And I like the facade on the side. I do like I that. I like that they put the facade going back around the thing. Yeah, that yeah. was that was good. Let's not shit on the whole thing. Um, all right, let's go. I got my first pick here. First pick for week 14. I went two and two the last three. We put weeks a mall out in right field at Fenway. <laughs> what happened? Oh, that was the Patriots. The Patriots built a mall next to their stadium. Um, Patriots place, Paul. You want to go buy a polo shirt? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so that's Tom what Brady's I think about when I think TB. about football. I it's go, you know TB. what? I need to buy some socks. Tom Brady's TB12 store at the fu- – <laughs> All right. Tom Brady uh, versus time. <laughs> all right, man. This is uh, – I like this week's numbers. I like this week's spreads. Oh, Paulie likes it. Paulie likes it. I like this week's spreads. Um, I think, you know, my first pick here – I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles on the road against the Cowboys. They got really humiliated last week. Uh, You fucking asshole. I like that pick. They're getting three and a half, dude. And I just think if they they get this shit kicked out of them by the Cowboys, you got to put Nikki on fucking suicide watch. Oh, dude. Dude, that guy, you know what I love about him? He fucking feels feelings. Yeah, he does. (laughs) That guy has his heart. On his fucking sleeve. Like, if he was in platoon, he's that guy. I got a bad feeling about this one, man. <laughs> I give him credit, though, man. He wasn't, like, walking off fast. He gave the, the other coach a hug and said nice things. I just love that he's always yelling at people. It's like the game before it's done. Yeah, fuck you. We're going to fucking kill you. And then he's walking out. The Chiefs fans, yeah, you're not saying shit now, are you? Why did they make that fat dude Oh, and he nodded at the camera. Dude, I'm telling you, this guy, the more I watch him, the more I love him. He's like, he's one of those guys, like his wife's going like, like, Nick, don't take the bait. Just come on, honey. Don't take the bait. I'm, I'm going to be cool today. I'm going to be mean, cool I, today. Loving him is a little strong, I think. <laughs> he, you know. I love a man that struggles with his emotions. I relate to him. <laughs> um. No, he said nice things to Kyle Shanahan. He hugged him. Hey, great job. But you know, dude, I'm going to tell you something right now. If the Eagles go and fucking lay an egg in Dallas, it's I don't think that's going to happen. I'm taking them three and a half, a little bounce back after a national humiliation. Oh, yeah, dude. That was like, that was a day that would live in infamy. Um, all right. So you took one of my favorite picks of the week. Uh, you know what, Paul? I'm going to keep riding this Packers train. I say the Packers go in there. I love their quarterback. I love what they did next week, last week, the way they hung with the Chiefs. Actually beat the Chiefs. Um, I know they're laying six and a half. I know they're there in the Giants, but I mean, what do you guys You got fucking uh, Anthony Marcucci, fucking Tommy Cutlets. Tommy Cutlets playing fucking quarterback there. You know, you know, you guys, you guys can't stay away from the club on a Friday, Saturday night. Come on. You know, he's going out. Uh, you know he's gonna wake up, have a little fucking Sunday gravy. I, I like the Packers, six and a half. Lay you know, six a, and a half. This is a smoothie, by the way. I'm not drinking chocolate milk like a little boy that I am. I'm gonna have fun with you. I'm gonna have fun with you this week because I was gonna actually, for the first time in the history of our show, of our amazing sports football show, I was gonna do something that Paul Verzi has never done before. And what I was gonna do is I was gonna take the Packers against my Giants. For the first time ever, I was going to go against my Giants because it was going to be a game that I couldn't lose. Either I win the game or my team wins. But then I said, you know something? I'll go head-to-head with you on this one, Bill. I'm going to take Tommy. I'm trying to beat the book. Dude. Don't fall on the knife. (laughs) What do you mean? It's just your fucking Paul. The fans know what you're a real fan. We know it. You're a Nick fan, diehard Nick fan. You're a diehard Giants fan. You're a diehard Yankee fan. We know this. You don't have to prove this. I gotta go, Tommy Cutlets on Monday night under the lights. I got you know who he is. You know who he is. 
he's he's your new fucking uh what's his face there uh dude what's with my brother? i said gino capoletti who's the fucking guy that was a, <laughs> the guy the 49ers and then the raiders good looking italian kid garoppolo this is your new garoppolo paul Verzi cannot lay off an italian american quarterback i can't you just can't. He starts hearing the Sinatra music. Oh, and then they start giving him nicknames with food. It's over, dude. Tommy Cutlets. That's over. Um, oh, Paul. I think the Packers could win the game. Maybe the Giants hang with him and get a little backdoor. You know what, there. Paul? I think you ate too much gnocchi last night. I don't know. I think I you don't. got you got fucking potato brains right now. Um, oh, boy. All right. What am I going with next? You know, I want to know why Why the fuck are the, the Chiefs only favored by one and a half points? Did somebody get hurt? Jake the Snake. Where are you, Jake? Anything happening out there? I don't think so. But I oh, saw that too. Though. It was very suspicious. Chiefs are coming off a loss against the Packers. The Bills, they, they, they know it's fucking over. It's only a one and a half. You're going to tell me that those guys aren't going to get get it done? That fucking Patrick Mahomes isn't going to run around like a reindeer like he does there, Paul, on his tippy toes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm to go with the Chiefs. I'm going with the Chiefs, Paul. You're going with the Chiefs. All right. I'm going with the Chiefs. Uh, you can I've put that the, out of the book. I've watched too many Jets games where they just have a no offense. No offense. It's it's They're on their third quarterback. It's a mess in New York media. They don't know what to do. The coach is saying this. The other quarterback's saying this. They're talking about people getting fired. The Texans are on fire, and they have a quarterback. How, that how can you fire their fucking coach, dude? Aaron Rodgers went down. They made the move. This is just a bad luck year. The fact that the fucking New York media is eating this guy alive. I mean, from day one, the fucking head of the snake got chopped off. What, what yeah. are they supposed to do? No, that's true, but there's really penalties that are like, when you're, you're penalties are bad, dude. They're a bad team. They're an undisciplined team. They're a team that gets a pick six and gives up a pick six. I mean, it's fucking. This is Paulie Giants talking. No, no, no. I mean, listen. Paul, their defense has been on the field the whole fucking year. Yeah, they're a little frustrated. They're taking some dumb things. There's, there's, there's psychology involved here. This isn't all analytics. No. Paul, I'm wearing a satin jacket. You got to listen to me. <laughs> and it's shiny and new. Well, you know what it is? It's fucking, it's the lighting in here. Dude, it's popping. Dude, I look like I jumped in a swimming pool with this jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I was home take- the whole time. I'm going to take the Texans minus three and a half. I think the Jets are finito. You want to talk about finito was watching the fucking Chargers Patriots game. Oh, I just sat there, Paul, on the couch. I don't think I moved the entire game. It was six to nothing. I was just sitting in the corner going, I remember this. And then they were wearing the old Pat Patriot uniforms, which when they bring them back, can you come go with the black cleats too? Let's go all the way back to the AFL. What are we doing here, Paul? Um, yeah. All right, Paul. I, I don't have a good feeling about this week because this next pick, I don't know why I'm doing this. Why would you do this? That's why Billy? I feel about my Giants pick, but hey. You what? That's how I feel about my Giants pick. I don't, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm doing that one for fun. Chargers won six to nothing. The Broncos are getting three points. I think both of these teams are very evenly matched. It's a division rivalry game. They're getting fucking points. Bill loves a division. I, I can't fucking figure out the fucking Broncos. I know. And I just don't understand what's going on with Russell. 
Like, how, how do you drop off like that? Um, Vikings and Raiders, man, we got a bunch of fucking, like, this week feels like 2 a.m. at a bar, you know? Like, what am I going home with here? <laughs> <laughs> I like, remember you think that, like, you weren't part of the problem, like the chicks weren't looking over at you, like, eh. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll fuck them. Um, all right, so you took the Texans. That was something I was going to do. You know something? Just for the fun of it, Paul, I'm going to take the Ravens. I'm going to take all fucking favorites this oh week. Oh, my God. You fucking can't stop with the Ravens, dude. Well, you know what it is, Paul? The fucking the, 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 the Rams covered last week. The Rams are very erratic, and I don't think they're good on the road, especially when they get out of the division and they play an AFC, an AFC team from Baltimore. Historically speaking, and they're coming when the Rams off get bye. out of their division and they go to Baltimore. Yep. And Baltimore's home coming off a bye. They're a little rested up. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, you know, they'll have a little little spark in their step. Seven points. Why not? Hey, Paul, why not start the game down 7 nothing? Hey, Bill, who are you? Who, who am I? I'm, um, I'm nobody. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm going to do this just because I saw this kid play last week. Um, I watched Browning play for the Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow's backup. And the kid was sharp as hell. He he. They got Joe Mixon running the ball like a madman. They got Chase T. Higgins is back. Boyd oh, is back. one week. What's oh, Paulie, that? one week. He sees a guy one week, and he you you, you want to crown him? Go ahead and crown him. No, no. It's actually it's actually his third week now coming up. No, he did play great, and he played really good. And the Colts, and they rubbed his balls all over all those fucking network shows, Paul. So you got to be thinking that other defenses they might they might take exception to that. Look, what's his name? Minshew. What's Minshew's name? Gardner Minshew. I love Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. He's they're flying high over there, but the line is one. I would probably go the other way if it wasn't in Cincy, but it is in Cincy. They're coming off of a win, and they got a lot of talent. Minus one. It's basically a pick'em. So I'm going to take the home team with a pick'em after a win and see if this kid Browning could throw a couple wins together. You know what? The way you broke that game down, you convinced me. I think that's a good pick. Here's my question, Paul. Is uh, Trevor Lawrence still out? Like, what happened to him? Trevor Lawrence is out for weeks with a uh, – it, it wasn't broken, his ankle, but he's got a high ankle sprain. He's probably going to be out until the playoffs. Uh, I feel bad for all the ladies in Jacksonville. You know What's they love up, looking Andrew? At Can't hear you, man. You're on mute. Sorry, they said two weeks for him. Two weeks? Yeah, all right, two so weeks. That's, yeah, week 17. And, then. and uh, Joe Flacco, Paul. I thought that guy retired five years ago. Dude, Joe Flacco coming out of fucking nowhere. I believe in Joe Flacco. Minus three at home. Oh, you fucking motherfucker. I hate this week. I hate this week. Blah, 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 blah. My Lions are going to the Bears. Now I'm worried about There's nothing worse. Dude, Dude, last week when I bet the fucking Lions and they were up 21 to nothing, I go, finally, I got a fucking easy game. Right? And then, like, here come the Saints. They all just come fucking running back. Dude, I'm telling you, Paul, this didn't happen when I was a kid. The way yeah, that there were blowouts the last, there were blowouts last week, dude. Paul, you keep saying that. There were though. Paul, I'm not talking about. There was blowouts when I was a kid. You know what a blowout <laughs> was? Being down 21 nothing in the first fucking quarter. You didn't come back from that, <laughs> right? That was a historical comeback. Every fucking week, I, I, I'm betting on something. My voice is cracking over here, Paul. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm opening up to you. 
We were <laughs> we were talking about this on text. I think there's just there's a lot of bad teams that fucking don't know how to close a game. Like that pre. Oh, you don't think that they've changed the rules so much so that no game is ever out of reach? No game is ever out of reach now. That games were fucking over with a quarter to go when I was a kid. You know what happened, Paul? People shut the fucking game off and they didn't watch the commercials. So the advertisers like, what the fuck? If this is a blowout, we should have a little little thing here in the contract that I don't have to fucking pay if nobody's watching. They used to they used to switch the game off, throw you to somebody else. Now all of a sudden, Paul, Paul, you're telling me out of thirty three fucking thirty two quarterbacks, like fucking twenty seven of them are Joe Montana? No, I'm no. looking for Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's, it's hard to hear that name and not uh, no offense to him but uh, dude there's not a quarterback in the league that cannot cannot have a, an amazing fourth quarter comeback now that was not the case when I was coming up it was fucking John Elway Joe Montana there was like a handful of guys that could do it and everybody else I don't know Paul maybe 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 it's the video games yeah I mean look man they, they definitely do, like, makeup calls and shit like that. But I do think the better teams like, – like, I really thought the shocker for me was – I thought the Eagles and 49ers were going to come down to, like, a oh, – yeah, Paul, I have a shocker for you. A what? I got a shocker for you. I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks getting 10 and a half points, division rivalry going down there. They always play them. It's always a fucking tight game. Oh. I think 49ers are walking around. They're sucking their own dicks. All they're waiting for is, like, a Cowboys. They don't give a fuck about the Seahawks. Seahawks aren't a threat to them. They're going to come in there, you know, fucking lean it to the side a little bit, you know. They're still going to be taking off their fucking jewelry, and it's already going to be fucking 10 to 10 at halftime. I'm telling you. If there's two things I've learned about you since we've been doing this show is Bill loves a sneaky Pete bet, and he loves the Raven bits games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Paul, why are, you, why are you acting like you don't have tendencies? Oh, I do. I'm the Chargers. Okay. Before the week, before the show started this morning, when I was looking at the lines, I saw those two games, and I liked the Seahawks getting all those points, and I was hoping Bill would. I didn't say anything before the show, but I, was, I swear to God, I, I think I started to tell Jake, I was really hoping <laughs> Bill would take both the Seahawks and the Ravens. <laughs> I swear to God, I was like, these. This is the week that Bill just finally it. my my theories come together. They finally come together. Paul, Dude, don't take that personally. I saw you. You look down like no, he's no, 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 We're, no, no, we're no, rooting for everybody here, which is no, no, why no, I don't no, know no. why you went head to head. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying you're starting the game with 10 and a half points. And, you know, the Seattle Seahawks are desperate. I mean, that's a game that like you should. That's a good one. That's a great pick. That's all I was saying. That's Dude, a great who's that pick. kid on, 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 on Cincinnati, that wide receiver that caught that ball and took off and looked like DK, DK Metcalf. There's like fucking five or six receivers in the league that have like Deion Sanders, Chase. Was it T. Jamar Higgins? Chase. It was, I don't know. Oh, oh, Chase is amazing. He's got the perfect last name. <laughs> no, that's why yeah, I that guy was like crossing the goal line and he was still separating from defensive backs. Like if I was an NFL team, I'm looking for the next Daryl Green. Like who is it? But like beyond his covering ability, Daryl Green's speed, like um, these guys nowadays, like, like DK Metcalf is like the guy's a fucking Terminator. No, that was nuts. He dude. should not be that size running that fast. It's terrifying. It was it was ridiculous. Um, and the know, Patriots could have drafted him. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he was on the board. Yeah. 
Yeah. He was um, on the well, it's easy after you see the guy crush it. I hate when people do that. How the fuck did you take this guy after that guy? You know why? Because neither one of them played an NFL game. And I think DK was hurt. Someone was telling me he was hurt his senior season. He went to Mississippi. M-I-S. S-I-S. You're making me sad, dude. You know what that made me think about? Oh, it hurts. It's the hat. Well, you know I love you to death. Please don't make don't please don't be sad during the holidays. No, dude. The hat I'm wearing now, we were a pick away from the story of the Knicks isn't so much that they leave people on the board. They have. The story about the Knicks is we're one pick after the pick. And the pick before that we could that we missed by one pick was Steph Curry. Steph Curry was seven, dude, and we had eight. Or whatever, it, dude, your voice is Steph Curry seven, dude. If Steph Curry, Curry uh, <laughs> all you can do is just look up at God and go. Ah. All right, I got worried when you said you're sad, because being no. sad in April is all right, but being sad in December—that's when you really got to like, keep an eye on your friend. Well, you know what? <laughs> yeah. You know why I'm not sad? You know what made me out of my sad? The gift that keeps on giving, everybody. When you feel like it's absolutely over, the New York Yankees give you a gift with a bow on it and says, ah, we'll see what we can do with this. <laughs> We're getting all you suckers to go buy some tickets. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, all right. Oh, we got to talk about one team that you mentioned, and we talked about this. I know our picks are over. Are the Miami Dolphins for real, or are the Miami Dolphins blowing out teams? Because their line this week is minus – they are minus 13.5 against the Tennessee Titans. They are absolutely obliterating teams that are around 500 or less, and they're struggling against teams that are better. Struggling. They've lost to everybody. They lost to the fucking Bills. They lost to the Ravens. They lost to the Niners, and they lost to the Eagles. They've lost to all. They didn't lose to the Ravens, though. I think they played the Ravens on New Year's Eve. Oh, I thought they lost to the Ravens. They lost to the yeah they do they. Oh, lose. I finally sounded like I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> I'm so you know what with that jacket today I shouldn't have even said that I should have just let you go. I love the jacket. I love the team, regardless of their fucking record. What are you going to do? Um, are the Miami Dolphins going to get a big surprise in the playoffs, Bill, or what? Yes. All right. Dude, I think you know. I think they could win one week, but I just don't think that they're 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 you know they're not beating the Chiefs. I don't think they are. Paul, this stand-up comedian says that that professional French football franchise is not beating this other football franchise. Um. Dude, the Baltimore Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens are going to be a fucking problem, I think. I think the Baltimore Ravens may be there in the AFC Championship game. I don't know, man. That that kid is good. I think dude. the Ravens, I think the fucking Bengals, if they could make it in, could be a problem for somebody. They have a great defense, and all of a sudden this kid's playing all right. Yeah. Joe Burrow, man. That would have been. You don't want right. to play a fucking team with a really good defense in the playoffs. You just don't. How uh, deep is that, Paul, huh? You ever thought you've never had that thought before, really, Bill? Oh, I thought I thought you wanted to play a fucking team. You don't want to play a team with a bad defense. Hey, I tell you what, you guys don't want to play a team with a good wide receiver, good running game, and a decent defense in the playoffs. You do not want to see that team. Good quarterback. <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't think you need a good quarterback to win, but I'll tell you this, Paul. You know, and I'll I'll, I'll take the hits on social media. I'll tell you what, dude. You need a franchise level player at the quarterback position. You know what? Listen, I don't know I mean, much. I build my offense around it. That's <laughs> I mean, just me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much, but I'll tell you what. You do not want to go against a good, experienced coach in the playoffs. All I'm saying. You don't want to. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You really want to avoid a, a, a stacked team. Okay, with gamers at every position. By the way, what? Paul, who do you like between Michigan and Alabama? 
You know, I watched Alabama in that Georgia game. Oh, by the way, Andrew Themlis just said Ravens looking better against the Chiefs in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be if if it's Ravens Chiefs AFC championship game, dude, I think gun to my head. I think gun to my head. I'll take Baltimore Dolphins. Jake the snake Dolphins haven't beaten a team over 500 in two years. Wow. See, you know, that's why Jake is hired. You know, Jake, I mean, you're earning your money, Jake. Do you know what it is, Paul? You know what it is about the Dolphins? Dolphins are like that fucking six that puts on a bunch of makeup and a wig and fuck me pumps and all that. That's that's what they are. Okay. And then you get her home and she starts taking everything. (laughs) No, they're all tits, no ass. It's like. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. Dolphins are all tits, no ass. That's fucking perfect. We got to keep that one. That's a Paul Verzeism right there. That's a good (laughs) Yeah, you know, you show up, you see Hey, Paul, Paul, there's a lot of paint on that house. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I saw, dude, I saw what Alabama did to Georgia, man. And I got to be honest, I was really impressed with how Alabama, I mean, I know that turnover that the quarterback with Georgia dropped the ball and he didn't even know that fucked him up. But, um... Michigan's good, dude. That's a good game, man. That's a good game. Who do you like? Alabama. It's just going to, it's going to come down. I think they both have, uh, you know, unbelievably talented players, both great programs. But at the end of the day, it's Nick Saban. It's Nick Saban. They're going to get him. SEC versus the, uh, what? Big 10. The Big 10. The Big 46, but they still call it the Big 10. Yeah, and usually the SEC is better, right? Better competition in that uh, conference. Um, it's well, I mean, you de- you like you're dealing with Nick Saban. It's like if if you're a number one pick coming out of high school and Alabama calls, you're going. So he's just what the program that he's built there. People know that you're going to be playing on a national TV. You're going to get all this exposure and you're going to win championships. So they basically, you know, I feel like because of that, at every position, their player is, would be, you know, they, they have guys on the sideline that would probably be starting at most colleges. And then the, then the number two backup. I just think like the level of, uh, because I've, you know, I with the kids, I can't watch as much as I'd like to. But like, I've seen a few games, and like, some guy goes down. You're like, oh man, they're like, oh, this is a big thing for them. And this next guy comes in, and it's just there's no drop off. Well, the perfect example of that was Jalen Hurts and Tua were the quarterbacks at Alabama at the same time. <laughs> That's like two yeah. quarterbacks killing it in the NFL. Did were they both they both played there? Yeah, yeah. Saban Saban took out Hertz and put in Tua, and Tua came in and threw a touch at a national championship. I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a minor league NFL team, is what Alabama is. But um, I don't know, it's going to be yeah, good. Yeah, but enough. as far as like the rest of the SEC, obviously Georgia's really good. But you know, then you got you know, like their upper echelon. There's always like a couple of teams that could pretty much you know. I don't know that it's a different. You know, it's more. I feel like it's more of an NFL style. Where it's to the air, where where Big Ten is more smash mouth, yeah, kind of football, and uh, I don't know, I'm I'm in over my head on this one. I don't think the Big Ten, historically speaking, of, I mean, the last like 15 years has done well against the SEC. I don't think. I remember Ohio State one year was just a fucking the year they won the championship. I think they beat an SEC team. Like, look, I say like LSU, even like the great LSU teams. 
you know, I don't think we're we're at the level of a great Alabama team. Um, we were but this at Alabama game. team's kind of struggled a little bit. Dude, I remember we were it's at fucking that game. Nick Saban, dude. It's Nick yeah. Saban. I just, you know. I'll never forget that game we went to, Alabama, LSU, uh, at LSU. And uh, the last last minute, Alabama got a touchdown. That place was filing out. No, but it was LSU. LSU fucking coached their way into like a, a – that's the thing. The difference between having Nick Saban and not having Nick Saban. It's Auburn. Yeah. Auburn had him fucking beat. Make a mental yeah. mistake. You drop a fucking punt. And then you fucking rush two on the final play of the fucking game. And the guy's standing back there for 25 seconds. With Jeez. all A-list fucking wide receivers. How long could those corners cover him? Yeah, yeah. At some point, you're looking back like, what the fuck? And you lose sight of the guy for half a second. Now, not taking away from the quarterback because that guy threw a fucking dart. Um, why do you think certain coaches like Nick Saban aren't successful at the NFL but in the in the college they are? Do you think it's just because they know how to deal with kids better than, than dudes that are making millions of dollars and don't want to hear your shit? Like there's more of a motivational thing for a young person? I would ask a, a guy that coached at both levels. I have no idea. But I will say that I think being a college um, coach, as far as personnel, is way more different. I mean, you can't lock a guy down in, in, in the NF, in the uh, college football. These guys stay for fucking couple years, especially college hoop. These guys are all one and ton, these big guys. And so it's like you're – it's not like, you know – Back in the day when you got your Akeem Olajuwon, it's like, we got this kid for four years. He would have been a one and done. You have him for one year, and then the next year you got to try to find another one. So uh, I don't know. But I, I would say that the it, it, with my limited knowledge, college football seems really difficult to me to stay successful for a long period of time. Um, or maybe the kids just want to go if you're successful, if you have a successful program. But – but the proof is in the pudding because most of those guys that dominate, look at that Ohio State guy. He fucking, you know, destroyed Michigan for the first 20 years of this decade, goes to the NFL and just fucking flamed out, ended up in a Hooters with some chick on his dick, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. What the hell was that guy's name? Uh, Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer, yeah. So, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, and Nick yeah. Saban. But also, like, you're coming up. You gonna go from Alabama to the Cleveland Browns or the Dolphins? Yeah, I, I have a theory on it. I think that you motivate a young student athlete to be better than they thought they could be, and they'll run through a wall for you. And you call a guy over and you go, Hey man, I want to give you a chance. I want to get you off the bench. And you lift a guy's spirits and he'll fucking do anything. And then you go to the NFL and you tell a guy that knows he can fucking do it. And he's just like, Yeah, dude, I don't need to the fuck. Dude, out how of about here. the fucking how many people keep coming at Bill Belichick? This I latest mean, just, thing, this I mean, latest thing they're coming at him for is his fucking coaching tree. I get that, but you which just has Nick over. Saban in it? Which has who gives a fuck about his coaching tree? And here's another thing: if the coaches underneath him didn't do shit, doesn't that make him seem like an even better coach? But then when you talk about that, yeah. they go, "Oh, it's all it's all just Tom Brady." You know what it is, Paul? There's just a bunch of fucking haters out there. That's all they do. Yeah. Um... Well, number one, you blew over my theory, which I thought was a good what one. What was your theory? <laughs> no, I, I just, didn't even I, listen to it, Paul. I'm so self-involved. My, 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 no, my, my college coach thing. I actually agree with what you just said about Belichick. I think the fact that Belichick's coaching tree fails or the guys under, his, under him fail is because it shows him that he's better. 
Like, yeah, like uh, who the fuck? Uh, who's Don Shula's? I don't know who that coaching tree is. Yeah, they fucking Romeo Cornell went to the Browns and everybody thought it was going to be good. I remember saying something. Oh, you got that guy. And somebody's like, uh, we'll, see. <laughs> we'll see. Dude, do you judge a comedian on who used to fucking open for him? Right. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. I just I wanted to see your face do that I, that silent I, like. I Wait a minute. I, I like, used to open for Bill. I was like, well, I haven't you know open for a while. Um, it's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> You're my biggest hey, success. You know what's crazy about the Belichick stuff is how I, I've literally heard people say he's done. And it was Brady, and then be like, "Yeah, but you know what? I'd take him. <laughs> I'd love it if he took the. I'd love it if, if he moved it came to the Chargers. Like you hear that, so it's like everybody thinks he's washed up. It's like, yeah, LeBron's not what he used to be, whatever. But we'll take him. You know what I mean? Well, that's, that's the that's thing the about attitude. Tom Brady. Tom Brady leaves the Patriots, and then he goes window shopping around the league to find the best situation. I mean, Belichick could do that. No. Yeah, and I dude, at what point is coaching out of Belichick's heart? How long are you going to do it? Was a man is a man almost eighty? I mean, how he old is he? Broke up with his like longtime wife girlfriend, dude. This guy's gonna they're gonna be wheeling him over. What are you talking about? He's probably got stem cells right now. What, what do you think? When, when is it out of his heart? Paul, what heart? What are you talking about? <laughs> this man's mind. It's no, but mind. dude, is he seventy? How old is Bill Belichick? He's got to be over seventy. He's younger than Pete Carroll. He's younger than Pete Carroll. Is he? Yeah, he's a year younger than Pete Carroll, dude. Pete Carroll is the guy. <laughs> He's taking the, the fucking Dick Clark HGH. Dude, that guy does not age. Pete, Pete Carroll looks amazing. He's chewing his gum as fast as ever. He's running up and down the sidelines. He's clapping. He's, Dude, I that's mean, why he's, his jaw, he still has a jaw. He's fucking chewing that gum like Mike, Mike Ditko always chewing the gum has the jaw. Um, uh, hey, you got to start chewing some gum, okay? Yeah, you know. Here, here's the thing, though, man. Florida State getting fucked 13-0. I'm glad they're going to a deeper playoff next year where more 12 teams make it because – you know a system's broken. If a college football team like Florida State goes 13-0 and oh, they're the not in a the system isn't broken. There's 2,000 fucking teams. What are they supposed to do? Yeah, but I'm talking about an undefeated team can't miss something, dude. Yes, they, they can't, Paul. They beat everybody they got in front oh, of them. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What do you mean? Things fail all the time. 13-0, and 0, dude? Yeah. What, what are, are you special? But what do you tell them? Hey, you're the only team to ever be undefeated. There's not, enough, there's not enough fucking room. Remember when the choppers left Vietnam? There was people fucking hanging on the skids, falling off. This is what the world is like. There's never quite enough. I Dude, know. You pull up to these fucking stores out here, Paul. The store could hold 100 people. There's like fucking 10 parking spots. That's what life is. But who deserves a parking spot? The handicapped guy. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense. Who's staying home all the time. Um... All right, we gotta. We gotta. Yeah, handicap people stay home more than regular people, or is it just so fucking obvious when they do? And how come the handicap spots are always open? When I go into a thing, they're always there. And then, God, one time I took one. One time I took one. I couldn't handle it. I circled four times. I go, fuck it. I'm going in for five minutes. And I did it. What do you do? Um, only did it once. Jesus, Paul. I only did it once. Jesus, Paul. There were seven spots, Bill. Nobody was taking them. I circled four times. Um, well, you know, how do you know one of those wheelchair basketball teams wasn't going to pull up to get a fucking Slurpee? <laughs> they all drove separate cars like fucking swingers. That's how scared of my wife I was that day. Her calling going, what, what's taking so long? I was like, ah, fuck it. Um, all right. I guess that we're getting the hint from the You know, producer. I would have defended you in that story, but I know your sense of direction, so I'm on your wife's side on that one. What's taking so long? 
You should have been like, what do you mean what's taking so long? I get lost in Manhattan. The fucking streets are numbered. Dude, I got to tell you something before we get. Our producers are telling us to hurry up and go to the Monday Night Special. But before I do, Bill, I walked out of my hotel room, dude. I was thinking of you when I did this. The two people that laugh at me the most are you and you and Giannis. Just Giannis just goes, dude, I've never seen. He's like, it's shockingly bad. I walked out of my hotel room and I went the wrong way to the elevator. And I stopped in the middle of the hallway and I turned. And I go, how did I? I just couldn't get my bearings, dude. It's something. Somebody goes, oh, you have direction dyslexia. And they go, that's a thing. And I go, what is that? And they go, yeah, you just can't figure it out. I was like, all right. Yeah, dyslexia has nothing to do. That would be like, yeah. you, you only, I guess you only read signs and you can't see what they say. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into well, the Monday, it's like, Monday Night Special. Yeah, it's like being tone deaf. You know, you can take all the singing lessons you can. You're not going to be able to sing a song. This directions is not your thing. No, it's not. You know, you're just a traveling comedian. I just don't, I don't think it's going to come up that much. Oh my God, Paul, you're so fucking lucky. They have GPS now. Oh dude. Do you imagine? Can I imagine? I lived it. I got off a plane one time late, drove 80 miles an hour in the wrong direction for a fucking hour and a half. I had to drive 80 back just to get to where I started. And I got a fucking ticket on the way. I told you that story. The guy, the fucking cop pulled me over. He was in his car. He had a little bubble. He got out. The only part of the cop uniform was he had the shirt. And he had like tucked into Wranglers. I was in the middle of fucking nowhere. (laughs) I was going like, is this guy going to kill me? (laughs) He came up and he punched my window. He goes, get it out. (laughs) I felt like I was in a Coen Brother movie. All right, let's let the Monday night special win some money Money for for you. you. All right, we got Giants and Packers, and both of us picked the other team. We got an under over a 36. We got the Giants getting six and a half. We got Jordan Love playing quarterback on the other team. We got Tommy Cutler's playing quarterback on our team. Saquon Barkley's in the game. There's a lot going on here. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I think the Packers. I think Love throws one. Um, and uh, what's the under-over? The under-over moved to 37. Oh, I was going to say because I thought it was going to be low. Urgh. 37. Well, we'll do, we could do 17. I think Giants get an interception. Can we do that or no? You shouldn't be allowed to do a Monday night special when your team is playing. No, no, dude. I'll do, I think Saquon's going to get 245 yards. You want to do a Saquon yards thing or what do you want to do? Uh, Over under just moved to 37. Okay, Pete Carroll's 72, Bill Belichick is 71. And those are oldest in the league, right? Yep. Wow. All right, so the, the line moved from 37 to 36. So that means money's on the over. Um, I'd take the over. You want to hear some player props? Uh, right now, it's like Tommy DeVito. You can get him, uh, you know, over under 150. That seems like where they're kind of starting. 150 is pretty low. I'd, I'd still probably take the under. I don't think he's going to put up 150. 150 yards passing? Yeah, dude, who's he going to throw? I mean, yeah, that's, that's Tommy DeVito. What did he have last year, week? Jake? I mean, dude, 150. Tommy DeVito sounds like some kid in detention, Paul. Oh, yeah. What do you I mean, told Jake? you to stop hanging out with that goddamn Tommy DeVito. <laughs> Wherever Tommy goes, trouble follows. 
Dude, 150 yards passing on Monday Night Football, dude. He should do that. I mean. Jake, what do you think? It's a low number. I mean, it's <laughs> real low. <laughs> it's hard to say. Hard to dude, say. He could, dump, he could dump a pass to Saquon if Saquon goes for 30 yards with that Paul, pass. I'm sick of you talking about Saquon like he's burning up the league. He isn't. Yeah, it's not like he just isn't. Been chemistry yeah, but he was hurt, dude. Been... He was hurt for three games. Yeah, but there's no chemistry between him and DeVito at this point. Do you know how many, you know how many good quarterbacks right now are not hitting good receivers? What do you mean? He gave DeVito the Tommy Cutlets nickname and hugged him and said, I love you. <laughs> All right, so they had a good lunch. Well, what do you want to do? Paul, chemistry. Paul loves the uh, – what's Bill? Bill? Okay, what Paul, I picked two. I'll let you pick the last one. What'd you pick? Love to throw I one. Jo- I got Jordan Love to throw one. I got the Packers to cover six. Set, seven. What do you- well, they seven. got. Co- yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and you, and you, you got what? When the and- fuck did it go to seven? This was six and a half at the beginning of this podcast. No, no, six the man. they got to win by seven, I'm saying. <clears throat> All right. Um, you say seven, Paul. Now I got to win by fucking eight. Yeah, dude, Saquon Barkley's getting a touchdown in this game Monday Night Football Giant at the, at the stadium. I mean, there's no, I, I would put, I would fucking, I would bet a lot on it. Okay, I'll bet you 50 bucks he doesn't. What? Yeah. Damn. All right. A side bet. Okay. I'll bet you 50 bucks he doesn't. Saquon Barkley gets a touchdown Monday night. Saquon, not Saquon. Saquon Barkley. Don't tell me how to say my favorite player's name. Well, you're fucking always talking about the guy. Dude, where does he rank? Guys. I mean, he's not burning up the league, but he's for a guy that missed a bunch oh, of he's games. He's on a bad – he's a great fucking player on a bad team. That's why he keeps getting fucking hurt, all right? It's deep in the season. That guy has taken a bunch of fucking 2-11 and 11 hits. <laughs> no, you're right. I, I, you know what? You stopped me in my tracks because I thought about when he got hurt. And it was they stopped him up at the line of scrimmage. You're right. Bad off- offensive line will fuck you up. Um, all right, so – You got to get fat guys that can move, Paul. Just having people that are fat is not an offensive line. It's true. It's true. You got to have how much you fucking eat as long as you can move. All right. You I got to beat somebody at 1045. Let's wrap um, this up. What do we got right. here? So we got Jordan Love to throw one. The Packers to cover Saquon Barkley to get an anytime touchdown for your Monday night special. We don't fuck with the under over. And me and Paulie got a side bet, 50 bucks. Just to make it fun. 50 bucks that Saquon gets a touchdown Monday night. That's our side bet. Paul, I hope I, hope I lose, you know? Because hey, then that means I get to take you out for a steak dinner. There you go. There you go. Paul, it's 50 bucks. You should have been, where the fuck are you taking me, Tads? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys, there you go. Those are our week 14 picks. Monday night special, Jordan Love to throw one, Packers to cover, Saquon Barkley for a touchdown anytime. We hope you win. Bet responsibly. Uh, deposit $10 into the account. You'll get up to $1,500 in bonus bets. Uh, so go to the BetMGM app, download it to your phone, and have a good time with us. There you go, week 14. We got three more of these, dude, and the season is finito. Um, hey, what's our records right now? I picked up two games. So what am I, like four under yeah. 500? You're one game under. How is that possible? I feel like I've just been sh- you know I just went two and two every week. You were no, dude. You had two, dude. You're what you're doing this like you don't even realize. You've on week fourteen. You've had two games that were under five, two weeks that were under five hundred, dude. That's like nuts. I know, but I've only had two games over. Uh, no, but no, I've had one and three, one and three, and last week I went one, two, and one. So that's under five hundred by half a game. 
Yeah, but you're still Billy wins some, lose some. <laughs> Billy wins some, lose some. But oh, wishy-washy Bill. Oh, Billy Whiskers. Um, I think I'm still steady. I think I'm like nine games over, nine and a half, something like eight and a half, nine. But you're I, eight games over? I'm like, yeah, I'm 23, 15, and two. Paul, you are suplex in the book. Well, dude, October, I just bent October over and fucked it. You know? But you did that two years in a row. Hey, Paul. Paul, yeah, uh, Paul fucking hey. Mr. October. Bill, I'm a fall Paul. guy. I'm a Paul, fall you're guy. 20, Paul, you're 20. Oh, no. I was 23. You're 20, yeah, you're 27. You're 27, uh, 19 and 2. 27, 19 and 2. Against the spread, Paul. Who's doing that? Bill, Where is ESPN, in, Paul? Why haven't they hired you? The best Bill, you're 19, in the 25 and 2. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm 19, 25 and 2, Paul. What are you talking about? I knew I was way under. What do you mean? He's not. No. What? Yeah, Bill was through week 11. Bill was 18, 21, and 1. Two weeks ago, he went 1, 2, and 1. And last week, he went 1, 2, and 1 again, right? 1, 2, and 1 both weeks, you just said. No, only no. one week. No. What was last week? He was 2 and 2. Last week, I was, I was 3 and 1 last week. Yeah, he was 3 and 1 the last Don't week. Don't you take away my 3 and 1, goddamn you, Andrew. All right. So, yeah, so you're 19, 20, yeah, So you're 22, uh, 24, and 1. So Paul's two, right. Paul's paying attention. Two and a half yeah. games back. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I, I know what I, Greek. Hey, I know what Greek. I'm listening to on this podcast now. <laughs> um, all right, guys. There you go. Enjoy week 14, and uh, we'll see you next week for week 15. It's so Jake sad. Jake the Snake, four and zero, baby. Let's see. Nobody's ever gone four and zero two times in a row. No, no, dude. Jake the Snake could make history. He could make history. The whole uh, world's watching, Jake. All right, I'll see you guys. Thank you so much for watching. All right, take care, man.